Hey, how you doing? Welcome out to The House That Happens, recorded live every week from Shuey's Bar and Grill, voted four times the best dive bar in the GTA, and you know it's number one in our hearts. I'm Andrew Milani. Hi, my name is Cruz. And we're joined by a couple of special guests here today. A few guests that uh, you may have heard already on The House That Happens. Zach Benoit and Stephen Milani. That's right, Zach. I remembered your last name this time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Glad so, you guys could make it. Side note for that. We're on broadcast, me and Andrew, and he's like, He's introing the game. He's like, Andrew Milani and Zach. What's your last name again? Like, mute the mic. And I was like, that. I'm like, it's okay. Benoit. The flow is good. The names are a little confusing. We'll get to that. That's pretty okay. procedure. I just hear Jay in my ear. Did he forget his last Did name? I'm like, fuck you, Jay. Name. Oh, yeah. It was so funny. <laughs> I was like, we've worked together for two years now. What I was like, oh, it's French. Like, what is it? Oh, I think it was the French part that confused you. It really was. It, yeah. it was yeah, the French part. It's the French part. I'm pretty sure that's how it is. We should be more bilingual in this country. Glad you guys can make it. How are you doing since the last time? All right, we're cooking. Yeah. Good. Feeling that's good. good. We got lots to say about a lot of crazy things, but we got a new credo that we'd like to bring to the house that happens. So every time you hear us, we have a lot of issues that, uh, what would you say, that people dance on the fence to? Or, sure. You know, maybe sometimes it's a social justice thing that we can't balance to, or maybe I'm hating analytics <laughs> or whatever's going on. But we want to establish a creed that goes something like this. At the house that happens that we believe, the fans are the most important to a team However, family is the most important thing to our hearts. Agree, gentlemen? Aye, aye. To the house Absolutely. that happens? And agreeing what's closer to your heart these days. We seem to have a heart-loving situation that's going on in sports that's absolutely driving me crazy. And when I heard little girls were ordering number 87 with Swifty on the back, I said, is this a sign of the apocalypse? <laughs> well, that end, uh, do you see the picture where like the girl's wearing a Kelsey jersey, but she had Kelsey spelt K-E-L-S-E-Y? Oh, that's great. Yeah. I, I like that ever. As you notice, we haven't mentioned everybody's nanny names yet, but you know, guys, you know what we're you talking about. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's, well, let's not bury the lead. Uh, Travis Kelsey just went out and called out the media. He's like, guys, you're, you're like de devoting way too much time and effort to this. What? What? Travis Kelsey said that, yeah. okay? Okay, now let's get to, let's cut to the chase, guys. We all listen to his podcast with his brother. It's pretty yep. cool. Agree what's called New Heights, whatever. I, I don't whatever I know the name. I know it's really funny. Yeah, yeah. Those have, two together are oh, yeah. and, and his brother, his, his brother, um, I forget his brother's Jason, first. Jason, Jason yeah, Kelsey, he's, yeah. He's off the charts. Every time he comes on the show, I just turn him up. But it's really funny because I want to look at Travis's bank account. Okay? okay. I want to see what commerce is going on here. Um, not only do you have the podcast, now that you've got... Um, Miss Taylor Swift, who's probably the biggest iconic pop culture figure in the world as we speak, would mm -hmm. we be able Pro to say that? Probably right now. So yeah. you don't think hanging out with her affects his pocketbook? If they're getting jerseys with Swifties on the back, he's got more commercials whenever, and then he tells the, the media to back up? I think that's kind of, uh, I don't know. Uh, no, but he's a lot. Why? So he's not entitled to the, have that relationship? No, I think he should. And okay. I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for everything that's going on. I don't like it because I'm the old man. I'm the get off your lawn guy, guys. So when I see it, I say, okay, I see her. It's enough. We don't like, you know what you were saying about the NBA? Zach, you're yeah, we, we were having this whole conversation before you guys um, came in. But basically, Jay, like Jason Kelsey put this the best way possible, that I, how I see the situation too, where it's the NBA handles celebrities the right way. Yeah. You know, they'll sit them courtside, they'll show them once or twice, and then throughout the game you'll periodically see them when the camera's panning and all that. And that's it. That's 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 all they're getting. Mm -hmm. And then it's like and then football is, is they're just overdoing it because obviously they haven't had somebody as big as Taylor Swift ever, you know, attend as many games as she has, even though it's only been like two games so far. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's just like ten 
12 times and it's like it's just it's overdoing it oh 100 percent. you know and yeah. it's, it's it's too much it's the too commercial much. aspect is what which is which appeals to me because anytime you can use things like this to make money that's my point about travis he's telling the media to back off but he's not telling you what all these media things has done to his bank book which is jacked it up appreciably like how many commercials has the guy got i came on tv well i don't think the taylor swift thing has really affected that i'd say at this podcast oh no i, I yeah. agree too but now that he knows i'm like people are looking at him more because even in the commercials those little girls are knowing or those wives or mm. all those extra people that aren't necessarily sports people are looking at the what's he selling yeah Everything but he's not wrong them? though what's that he's not wrong about the media yeah I think that he set it up so he, you know, once you sit down at the table, you get served. That's how I look at it. He sat down at the table. Now it was pretty cool when he was getting there when he was telling everybody how she uh, she sold out Arrowhead twice. I had to say thank that you. That was before the fact, though. Okay, that was, yeah. the, that was the impetus. So let me just say this. If they fall in love and have three children and live happily ever after, that's amazing. If she writes a song about him in two years, that's cool too. Because I don't really give a flying fuck what they do. I want to watch football. <laughs> I think I think the favorite, my favorite thing that I've seen online was uh, somebody panned to the picture of the Philadelphia Eagles, and it was Kelsey. Yes, and it said Hurts Swift, and there was like. Oh, jerseys are predicting the future. <laughs> Travis Woo! Kelsey is going to hurt Taylor Swift, and there's going to be a new song in about <laughs> in about a, a year's time. And it was oh, it was so funny when I saw that. that. I thought that's the best. And you know what? I'm a big music guy, and I'm one of the people that have said I've seen her documentary where they sat around the campfire where they're building the songs. The girl can sing, the girl can play. But when I'm watching Monday Night Football, I'm watching Monday Night Football. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to get people to understand. However, if it brings eyes. You know what I mean? If it brings eyes to the, to the, um, mo the, the monolith, which is the NFL, like we were saying, if they find a, a nickel under a stone, they're picking it up. That's why they're so rich, so to speak. But I'm thinking the saturation level has got to a point where other, t other shows, like on other, um, like this isn't football now. I'm watching MLB Network, and I was watching Intentional Talk. What's her name, Sierra? Okay. Okay, she's a woman, and she said, ah, oh, come on, please. And she was saying the same as I is. If they're having a wonderful relationship, that's great. Why do we got to see it every 10 minutes? We're going to know this week, correct? Is she supposed to come out again? Probably. She'll probably ask, will. Ask me if I care. <laughs> yeah. I'm more concerned you with... You brought it up. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm saying, here's what I'm trying to do at the house that happens. We're saying, can we put this to rest? We'll talk about things that are now sports. We hope they have an sure. amazing time. Mm -hmm. I hope they dress well, they eat at better restaurants than I do, sleep in nicer hotels. Keep selling out Arrowhead. Keep selling out Arrowhead, and we're good with that. Do you know what I mean? So we're all positive here at the house that happens concerning uh, Taylor Swift and the tra Travis yeah. Kelsey extravaganza. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really makes no difference in my life, so... <laughs> You know what? It never gets me a beer. Yeah. Never gets me a beer. You know, if it got me one beer, perhaps I could deal with it. Never buys me a pack of joints, you never, know. Never. No. no, 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 no. Never ties my shoes no. and never walks my dog. No. Okay, we're done with them. You know what I'm saying? What we should be talking about from a more positive point of view here in Toronto is the Toronto Argonauts. 13-2. and two. As the season rolls on, they beat uh, Edmonton at home last night, 35-12. to 12. That, well, that was a gimme game, don't you think? You guys watching the CFL wow. much this year? A little bit here and there. When I, when I was working downtown at the Rogers Center, I had one guy who's like one of my coworkers, was a huge CFL fan. And every time we'd walk down, he's like, 
He's like, every time you got to talk with the Argus, you got to say the beloved boatman. The boat, yes. He's, okay, he's like the, the beloved, bo- he's like the beloved boatman. Beloved boatman. And then when they, I think that when they lost their second game, he's like, <gasps> like he gasped for air at Union Station. He's like, our beloved boatman lost. <laughs> okay, so if they're the beloved boatman, here's my only bitch about the Toronto Argonauts. I grew up in a border city. That's why I'm a Lions diehard. So I didn't really pay much attention to uh, Canadian football because I'm a Michigan guy. I'm a Detroit guy. My uncle took me to the, to the big house when I was 11. Okay, so when I did come here and see the Argos, they had that cool double blue. Mm. That was the beloved boatman. I think the marketing in the new age, when they got these new uniforms, they look like old Jays uniforms and the it's baby such blues. trouble colors. I'm going, no, man, you had one. And look at the Argo motif. That's badass. So good that the Tennessee Titans rip it up. Uh, there you basically, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Look at the Tennessee t- Titans have basically ripped in a weird way, taken the Toronto Argo motif. But yeah. go back and look at the Argos uniforms, the 80s and 90s. They looked as good as any football uniform, college, pro, anywhere. But then it gets new and we got to put flashy toys in front of the girls and boys. <laughs> so they all see and they wear those silly looking. What do you think of their, their uniforms? The baby blues, I hate them. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Like, why Why change a good thing? I don't know. I, I don't get it. I don't the get it. The classic double blue was well, uh, such an iconic I, look. Exactly, with the Argo motif. And I'm still saying, if you watched our show previously about the NFL coming to Toronto, I still want the NFL team to be called the Toronto Argonauts. Not going to happen, but <laughs> not going to happen. Are we going to go to straight Great Cup run, guys? Are we going to get it? Or do you think – I think we should steamroll to it. Eh? Well, the I think – I think they've already clinched uh, the buy into the Eastern final. Yep. And I don't expect whoever they play there to give them much no, trouble. No, no th- offense to Hamilton or whoever <laughs> could be there. Montreal, maybe. I don't know. Big shout out to Shoeys because Shoeys is now part of the um, ongoing, um, what is it, uh, tailgate, house mm. parties. Um, they had a bash here the other night. They filled the house with Argo fans. I was very, very impressed. Good yeah, job. last week. Good, good job to Shoeys. Then a bunch of them went down to the game last night. I uh, saw that. Oh, yeah, a whole gang of them. I guess it's more fun because Shoeys is also known as a Raider bar, so it must be f- more fun cheering for the Argos right now, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, so moving on, uh, you want to get to the Ryder Cup. Yeah, guys, I wanted to – first of all, we all know what happened. I, I'm I, The house that happens, he's, he brings Formula One, I bring golf. But I don't know. I'm a golf junkie, and I've watched the Ryder Cup for years. And, of course, we know the Americans haven't won there in 30 years. Okay, in Europe. In Europe, In Europe in 30 years. So one of the things that happened is is the tournament was started is all the European players were playing in the BMW Championship, the Irish Open, and the Italian Open, which is about six weeks or two months before the Ryder Cup, which was held at the same venue as the Ryder Cup was. The Americans sat at home smoking weed, drinking beer, and watching the first three weeks of football seals, and then paid, played no competitive golf. We've seen the results. Is that going to be in the future? People say, maybe you guys should have played a few rounds of yeah. competitive golf before you went there? Number one. Number two, because everybody got a little pissy about things, I think that the American team would have done a lot better if they had Bryson DeChambeau and Dustin Johnson. Sure. You know what I mean? That would have done. But the most interesting thing to me and maybe you guys can help me out because i don't like to sit on the fence with issues but i'm kind of weirded out about this one in this respect if you didn't notice patrick catlin did not wear a hat while he was walking around the course he took a lot of abuse until corin marikawa and jason thompson thomas also decided not to wear a hat now it didn't come out right away but the bottom line was Cantley was saying hey man we don't get paid a nickel for this Shouldn't we get the time of day? 
So he said, if I'm not getting any money for this, I'm not wearing no hat. Was it was it like the hat just for like the sponsorships and no, stuff? Like no, no, this just, was like the a Team USA, USA cap. Oh, okay, okay. You know, like you know, everybody wears uniforms in Ryder Cup. I mean, I guess that's a, a little bit justified. If like, you're not like obviously it's a big event, like you want to represent where you're from, like you're representing like Team USA or something like that. But like if you know you're not getting you're not gaining anything out of it, you know, like the you're not getting paid from it. I can I can kind of understand why he would say like, well, why why would I want to represent that? Well, like this bottom line is, is that the, one of the kickbacks, pushbacks, huge was, everyone knows, like, everyone, first thing they said was how much Cantley's money he's made in the last three years. He's made more than me. Okay, let's cut to the chase. I on hope that. if he's on the tour. Okay, he, and he made the Ryder Cup. <laughs> yeah. If he, made, he qualified for Ryder Cup. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's making more money than me. However, what the kickback is, if you play in the Olympics, you win a gold medal, you get 100 grand. You win a silver medal, you get a 50 grand or, or something like that. You get money, so... What I didn't understand, and here's a great juxtaposition for me, is I didn't realize the amount of coin that the Ryder Cup generates. And it's millions and millions of dollars with sponsorship TV because everybody's fighting because Ryder Cup's huge in Europe too. This is just yeah. below World Cup uh, yeah. of soccer. Like This is mm -hmm. one of these great world things that anyways, all the guys were saying is that, can we just get a little piece of the pie? Because where does this money go? Because it goes back to USGA gets their chunk. Now, I heard this. All those golf pros that work at all those huge events where everybody comes to play, like if it's the um, college championship or one of the events, there's all these pros that run these clubs So do advanced golf in America. So they say a lot of this money funnels down to them because there's no golf pro that's going to make what Patrick Cantley makes. No. In any no. club. You know what I mean? So they're saying it's more important that the money comes down to the USGA and they're going to distribute it for the benefit of a game. Now, if you believe that system works perfectly, I got this leprechaun unicorn story I got to tell you. Because that was Phil Mickelson's bitch, and he's got a point here. Where does all this money go? Now, they tell us, and they always see it, but I don't see anybody doing any accounting. I don't see anybody getting anything. And I think that it was interesting for... I, I'm kind of um, backing the players in the sense that... If you go represent your country in the Olympics, if you go represent your country in World Cup, soccer, all of these events, you get money, right? Yeah. And part of the reason we had this problem was with our Canadian soccer, women's oh, soccer. And men's. And yeah. men's because we weren't talking about how the money was being distributed. And look what happened to the women's team. First team that won the Olympics that, never, that gets knocked out in the first round of the World Cup. Never happened before. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of siding with the players. But at the same I think it's good that Cantley brought it forward but if you guys watch any Ryder Cup if you seen what was going on the shenanigans with the fans and the, the chirping like you you see no chirping in the world like when you see Ryder Cup they say it's bad as on an NFL field at a tie game in the fourth quarter <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying so any event I don't know what do you guys think that the players should get a little bite I don't see why not I really especially when the why? When the, the Ryder Cup generates like a ton of money, right? Ton. I didn't. I, the money it generates is what caught me off guard. It's hey, been, you deserve a piece of the pie. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what absolutely. I'm saying. You know, um, did you see what um, you see what the, they're doing in college right now? This is really insane. Remember, you were an amateur athlete mm. before, and now you have NIL and stuff. Oh yeah, that's that, that's a game changer. Oh, huge! You see what they just did in Utah this week? No, what's that? Everybody on the football team got a new truck. Wow. Oh, yeah, and I forget what it was, a Dodge Ram or an F-150, and it had a little painting on the side of, like, the U Utah. They all got a little 
Utah thing on the side of the car. So, guys, I got an announcement. The house that happens will be moving to University of Utah. <laughs> are we so there we can, yet? So we get a new truck. Are we, are we, truck? Yeah. Are we oh there, God. too? Yeah. Zach, Stephen, you guys are invited. Oh, what on, it, like, just, just, just think about what, like, what Canada would be if they, like, if we invested the same amount of money into, like, College oh, sports as the states does. Oh, you know, we like, should come on. Yeah, like, I agree. like, like Andrew. Like, look at look at Humber College for us. But like, just with the broadcast that we have. Imagine, <laughs> you know, if if we ha- if it was like, oh, you have your own custom softball diamond, oh the soccer God. fields, all just behind the campus. Like, I think it, the problem would be we'd be out of the job because they'd be hiring yeah, people. Yeah, probably. Like, they're, they're, they're like <laughs> way above us. No, 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 don't say that. You guys can handle that. I, don't, I disagree oh, with I know that, we can handle it, but like, they'd, 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 if they want to have a little more money in their pocket, they'd be thinking, hmm, let's invest in, you know. Exactly. Uh, I mean, like, we're already the best broadcast of the OC. Oh, yeah. Thank on, you. That's what I want to hear, Zach. We're the best broadcast of the OC. Thank you. And I'm champion of my buddy. Buddy, you see him come in today with the aura, the fresh haircut. His voice, <laughs> they'd be paying him more because there'd be more people attracted to the game because Andrew well, Milani's behind the mic. You should have so. that way. You should have yeah. seen it last year when uh, Milani walked up with a big mustache and everything. Oh, game changer. <laughs> I'm telling you. It was, the, guy, ma- it was the Magnum PI situation. Oh, hell yeah. Don't sell yourself <laughs> short. And what you should be doing is you're so right. If the Canadians, if we invested in more. It's just the system's the same a long time ago. We want to be different than Americans because Canadians, when I was growing up, since I was like young and about, why don't we have sponsorships and scholarships? Oh, it gets corrupt. It gets corrupt. Now we have NIL. So what's Canada going to do? We're going to still treat our athletes the same way? Come on, we should throw them in there. Like, I mean, it's apples and oranges, though, right? Exactly, like the, the in a way. Is, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there is a way for us to even get to that level. Because all of our, the, the, with the states, it's a lot of private institutions. Their universities here, they're all public. Okay, so, so it's, it's, so it's public too, right? Yes. Okay, but I think that you guys, for certain events, I know you guys generate a certain amount of... Uh, of uh, populace that comes to your games. Sure. That's a little bit yeah, of... Com- I'm not like basketball, s- nationals, a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's all commerce. I'm just saying if it was exposed a little bit more and get a little bit more revenue in there, why not? You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. You could attract more. Like, everybody knows that in Humber, in the city, you guys are just below the cusp of all the other stuff. Like, how far below the Argos are you guys really? When you talk about the Humber College... Oh, I, I don't know. But no, no, I, no, I listen know to my point. Compare. No, 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 I'm going to tell you this much. You look down at BMO Field and they, they paper the room and they got this many people and all that. Now, I'm not saying you're on the level of the Argos. I'm just saying this. You guys have pushed yourself that you're sustainable. Sure. Humber, Humber College sports programs are sustainable. And with the people that show up, you guys are generating commerce Mm -hmm. for the college to continue to go on now imagine if we push that a little more in american style way like you know what i mean oh it'd be insane there you go and why not why not sponsor our athletes our athletes could be as good as anyone in the world and we treat them as good as anyone in the world we know what goes on in australia why do you think that they're always at the top of the world and we're not well i mean there's a reason why we lose our best athletes to the states oh there you go part two like look how many canadian athletes actually go down to the states for school you know, like yep. you can you can look at like hockey For alone. Athletics, with so yeah. many. Oh God! Baseball, mm-hmm. ba- like baseball is growing now with Canadian athletes moving down to the states and making a name for themselves. Then you can look at like, basketball as well. Like yep. just those three yep. sports in general. Like if Canada had a better system, and this is something I also liked out in Vancouver that they do. Like the university, I think it's uh, the UBC. They actually compete in the NCAA. Same with like, Simon Fraser. Yeah, they're a- they're actually competing in the NCAA. So it's like these these kid like these students these athletes. They're gonna get. They're mm-hmm. gonna get like, sponsorships and all that because they're technically, even though they're Canadian school, they're in the NCAA. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that, we should do more of that. That that's my take on it. 
where we're like, why can't we have scholarships? Why can't we have like, you know, more of that exposure? Because look, one, one thing alone that always blew my mind, if we're the same size as Australia, how come Australia has always get to be on this level of sports? We hear about those Australians. We don't hear as much about as Canadians. But that the lotteries they have, the sponsorships they have. Like if you had a world-class time in Australia, they give you money to keep training. I heard they're supposed to do that in Canada, but have you heard of us doing that? No. No. But we do have BioSteel. Well, the BioSteel came in. That was a good thing. <laughs> Even though they, they went bankrupt. Did they? Damn yeah, it. So um, the, <laughs> they, the they got bought down? by like a weed company years ago, and like I think they're just trying to sell them off. But I'm saying that program. It's, it's an, but it's, it's an operations issue with BioSteel because their their sales are really good, but just like it's costing too much to produce. Okay, but uh, the, the, not, okay, let me rephrase that. BioSteel started it, but the organization out in Orangeville or Georgetown, it is for the basketball guys. That is still yeah, under yeah. that that camp. Yeah, you know what I mean. And they've got a baseball camp in Edmonton. Yeah. Like those two things are going, and like how long have they been doing that? Not as long as you guys have been alive, and no, they should no. have been doing it long before you guys were alive. Yeah. That's just my point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and we'll move on from uh, since we're talking about sponsorships and big money. Move on to Formula One. Uh, they're in Qatar this weekend. Uh, I love that track, Max. Yeah, it's a great track. Yeah, yeah. One DRS zone on that main straight. Uh, Max Verstappen picked up pole position uh, yesterday, and then uh, Oscar Piastri picked up in the sprint race which will happen today anytime now isn't it uh, i'll be later on won't it yeah, i believe like 1 30 is yeah. the start time or something like that yeah because that's like six o'clock their time or something right uh, did logan eight, Sargent not qualify for the sprint wow what really yeah because he was a lot of problems last night i noticed on the qualifying Oh, oh no, he, he's he's permitted to race, but he was below the one one hundred and seven percent time. Yeah, I see that lap time of two oh five. What is going on? That there? that couldn't have been a hot lap. I think he no. just didn't get a lap in. Yeah, for sure. Did you guys watch qualifying? I did watch qualifying did you, last there was night. There was a lot of there was a lot of car technical. See, I wanted to call. I wanted to text you and say what's going on because guys were whipping off the track and going back on really quick, and I couldn't understand. And when I'm no, they were up, saying it was the there was wind there, yeah, yeah wind, right? and like a lot of sand was being blown onto the circuit, so it was very slippery. And that's and, why they kept changing yeah. the tire stuff, right? Yeah. Checking the tires. Mm -hmm. I was wondering, like, I was going around one lap and coming off, and they were changing the tires, and I'm going one lap. Come on, you know, a couple a couple guys was it was it Hamilton or was it Mercedes or or um, Ferrari? One of them. One guy went out around, he went off right away, and I went what? <laughs> You know what I mean? And they do that little thing that says not lap. Yeah. Or all that shit. Because I'm learning. Yeah. I'm catching up. Do you, do you on. see Lance Stroll pushing his trainer after he got eliminated? <laughs> oh, he did not look happy. <laughs> he did not. Well, he knows his ass is on the line. Oh, that's We've talked true. about the yeah. tennis rumors and oh, yeah. all that before. Oh, yeah. That's true, too. But in, in any event, though, um, that's good, bad, and ugly. Don't you think, guys? Like, first of all, you're not supposed to be doing that in public. Oh, yeah, no. I, I mean, that's that's, it's more bad and ugly than good. But I, don't you yeah, want your guy? Any, yeah, I don't know if any of that's good. <laughs> yeah. no, man, Shoving a I'll, trainer down. Okay, I'm not Ugh. saying it's good, but I want to know that my guy wants to win that badly. But, like, see, I was saying this yesterday when I saw that. Like, where was that, like, maybe before the summer break? Point well taken. Yeah. Right? Like, it's too late now. There's already six races left, including this weekend. Like, where was this earlier? Like... Why? Like it's too late. Yeah, I'm Lance sorry. didn't get the results when Aston Martin was doing well. I know they like Alonso got a good result here in qualifying, but uh, people were speculating that was because like they made some changes to the car that would make him better in qualifying, but maybe not so good in the mm -hmm. race. So they're taking a little bit of a gamble there. Plus, uh, both McLarens had their lap times deleted in yes. Q3, so he moved up two spots just based on that. Okay, so now that's 
Steven, tell me, why did they get deleted? I didn't understand that. I Track in, I limits. Got... Yeah. What? So Track you, limits? Yeah, like, that, you know, like, there's the white line. When you cl- cross that completely, your lap time gets deleted. Okay, you have to keep, as long as one of your play. tires is on uh, the, the, the black. Okay, yeah. I, I thought mm-hmm. there was something going on there, but I didn't get it. I just seen the deleted. The guy was flying, by the way. Mm-hmm. He was freaking flying. Flying I thought, too Whoa, far. What? <laughs> flying too far. Oh, yeah. He was going. He was giving her. Then I seen the replay because, uh, Zach, as you know, I'm a complete amateur at Formula One. Hey, don't worry. My knowledge of Formula One is Max Verstappen is always first, and then it's everybody else. Do you know how That's all you need to know, really. <laughs> that's that's no, really no, no, my no, no. knowledge. <laughs> at the house that happens, and we get to our end of the year show, Max Verstappen is our favorite villain. He's like the Joker at the house that happens. We love him so much. You know what He's I mean? He's a heel. Uh, I'm going. I'm by the time next season starts, I will have a Max Verstappen shirt of some style. Oh, one of one I of love my the close guy. friends. One mm-hmm. of my close friends. He's the biggest Max Verstappen fan. It's hilarious. But you ever go out to a bar though? And this is what um, Andrew pointed out to me, like about when people talk about Formula One, and I'm now learning about it. And then you hear like somebody bitching about Max. Like, no tomorrow. And then I go, what do you do? And I go, they're a Lewis Hamilton fan. (laughs) (laughs) Or a Ferrari fan. Or a Ferrari fan. Yeah, like, I didn't realize that dichotomy of fandom that goes on there. Like, I'm just talking. I'm in my son's bar. And this girl, the bartender, goes, oh, you know Formula One. And she went off. And I said, I think Max Verstappen's kind of a cool villain. She went off 10 minutes trashing the guy. Well, who do you like? Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton. And I, I connected the dots. Oh, no, uh, no, I remember that conversation. You were saying <laughs> it was because like she hated Alonzo, too. That's how oh, we were yeah, able to exactly. deduct that she, she liked Hamilton. Yeah, all that stuff. Like, I go, wow, this is a little deeper than I thought. It's almost like a um, sports soap opera of another level. Sure. Mm-hmm. But we at the house love uh, Max. I hope we're all going to watch the tape today, but I don't think we're going to have to watch much Formula One after today, right? If Max just blows out of the water. I mean, yeah, he, all he needs is, I think, like to outscore Perez by like three points in the sprint, and he's champion. Yeah, that's crazy. That, yeah. and, and, we're, and we've got six races to go, right? Yep. How come Perez looks so sad? His partner. Because <laughs> that second Red Bull seat is cursed. It, yeah. Do you see when he gets out of the car? He looks like he's like he's got to run to the bathroom, or he wants to beat his wife, or he just gets well, out he, of his he car. Didn't even he make it past evil. him and uh, signs didn't make it past Q two. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was saying. Like he kept going down the ladder, and then when he got out of the car, I go, he doesn't look like he's going for a milkshake. <laughs> it, oh, ass, speaking no. of another, uh, he's another guy whose ass is on the line too. Oh, I know. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's cutthroat. You know, on that level, and you know, I'm glad I'm I'm learning a lot more about it on this. Is that the seriousness about competition? Because guys, what we always say at the house that happens number one, it's the high level of competition that brings us to this table first. Mm-hmm. And this Formula One stuff is next level. Even though Max is just blowing him out of the water, it's like the almost the um, sick, like the dol- uh, Dolphins thing back in the day, undefeated team, or yeah. you know the Habs greatness, or whatever. You know, a team winning 75 games in a row. Like this Max thing is cool. Yeah, I just like the fact that he walks into public and he's such a prick. Like I dislike when he goes up and talks to girls. It's like matter of fact. Like okay, what's what's the word? It's not cocky if you're backing it up. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So to speak. Um, I think that's about it for Formula One. Uh, ne- next we got uh, Hockey Canada. So they made it a rule now that uh, basically new locker room rules. Basically that you have to have like a base layer undergarment in the actual locker room, and. The a lot of the reaction online has not been positive to this. A lot of oh, the world's gotten too soft. Well, I got a thing to say about that. Look up 
Canada, or sorry, just look up like hockey locker room abuse and you'll see hundreds of reasons why they had to put this rule in place, basically. Very ugly. Yeah. Extremely ugly. You know what? It's, I, it's just sad that it had to get to this point. Exactly. Yeah. That, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm uh, Like I said, once again from the old school, when I hear shit like this, I go, what happened? That you got to get to a level where you got to like, you know, organize a dressing room this way? Like, don't people have respect for each other? Apparently not. I've been in locker rooms where stupid things have happened. People have thrown stuff and done goofy shit. But that's boys being boys. Mm. You know, I don't think this comes to a level of boys being boys. Don't. What do you think, guys? This is just sometimes people crossing the line. Like we, it yeah. may not be the like the locker room stuff, but it's like we've seen it with. I think it was like the Saint Saint Michael's in Toronto yeah. the school oh, there. Yeah, not, not exactly. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's just like I don't I don't uh, people and you know usually boys like yeah. young young men will will take the hazing to a whole nother level and like you said andrew like it's just the fact that it had to come to this is just really sad yeah. in a way because oh, it's like pathetic, yeah. really. i don't think I like, the world's not gone soft it's just at this point you're protecting the kids and future generations of hazing which in my mind isn't bad but not. to a point yeah, like, yeah. where like, do you stop it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like don't make a, you... a rookie wear a pink backpack or something, like a Barbie shirt. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Oh, that's, don't, yeah. don't physically hurt a guy. You, you know, know, when they come off the plane? Mm -hmm. Exactly. You ever see it? Was it at the All-Star break or something, the game before, when they travel in baseball and they have a theme or something and everyone's got to come out dressed like freaking the Wicked Witch of the West or something yeah. outrageous? And you see these guys coming off the airplane and it's hilarious. Like that kind of stuff, that's yeah. good for the camaraderie of the game. Mm -hmm. But this, ha like the history of stuff, especially in Canada here, I mean, there's other sports. We've had the Michigan State nonsense and all of that too. But to have it get to a point where you were saying this locker room thing and how you got to be, and uh, it, it's really a sad state of affairs. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously, like we've kind of talked about this before, where there's something obviously wrong with hockey culture that the people at the top have not wanted to acknowledge and it's and it's ballooned into something extremely ugly that I, it's gonna take i don't know i don't even know what's gonna take to, uh, generations okay well i'm fix. just i'm just um, i'm just glad that they stabbed the underbelly because that's what well, it, they was. Had to do it was a sinister underbelly that went on and somebody had to take care of it i'm glad it's done um for all you guys out there that are listening to the show we're junior level i want to do a shout out to uh zach sandu who is a representative of Shuey's Bar and Grill, is getting more ice time for the Guelph Storm. Having a good year, Zach. We we're, were talking about you about time to give you a shout-out. But that being said, he's in a junior hockey room locker. And we want to talk to all you kids that are out there in locker rooms having fun because you enjoy the game. If you see anything that's unbeknownst behavior, say when it happens right away. Mm -hmm. Don't we agree with that? Don't don't For push sure. it under the car under mm -hmm. the carpet or anything like that. Yeah, you know what like I, I mean? said, there's a, there's there's levels of hazing. Like yep. you can you can do joke stuff and where everybody knows it's a joke, and then sure. there's actually physically either like assaulting somebody or physically verbally assaulting or whatever. Like there there's levels to it, and it's like if you're seeing the the physical side where in your head you're like, hey, this isn't right. Like speak up. Damn don't, right. Don't hold we it back. House. Just, just because you're a rookie or anything, and you're seeing, yeah. it, don't don't be quiet about it. Like, no. At the end of the day, like we say it for OCAA all the time, like player health and safety is priority, and that goes across any sport, like whatever level. That's number one. Player health and safety. And that, if that's yeah. life, that should be life. You know what I mean? Safety is number one. Yep. Trust me, I know airbags now. 
safety thing, believe me. You know what I mean? In any event, um, there's a, uh, only one other thing I, before we get on to the main thing that we're going about. We are eventually going to be doing a show about um, the state of human combat in the world today. Yes. It's coming up soon, and I just wanted to say, I said a month ago, and I'm saying it again, Last week, there was a fight between Canelo and the young guy, Tremelo. He moved up two brackets because this was supposed to be one of those fights. Were any of you guys aware of this? No. I had, I had no uh, idea. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm getting at. I'm talking, We will get to that later, but last month, it was uh, the Crawford-Spence um, fight. We talked about it. We got in the show. I asked anybody, does anybody know about this fight? So we're just saying it's coming to the future. The house that happens will be bringing you our belief in the state of human combat. Nothing to do with WWE. No, no. That's, we're, not, we're not going there yet. You know what I'm saying? The less we say about WWE on the show, the better, I think. Oh, I'm glad you got it in. Zach, not you, Zach. Zach Cruz. Did you hear that, Zach? Paul Semenuk? Uh, B-O-H, all you guys are listening. We got, we won't even say the letters anymore. How is that? Can we agree? <laughs> sure. We're not even going to say the letters Just do, just do we, the, with, with your hand. No, you, you <laughs> can, you can, no, if you can throw, let, let's, 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 let's get some parameters here. If you can throw in a Macho Man reference or a Hulk Hogan reference. Sure. We can, we can attest to accepting right, that, right. but outside of that? No. Thank no. you, thank you. We we, we put a, we put a lid on that right away. And uh, speaking of people getting beat up, I feel like I need uh, like a bell for this. And like you know, in uh, Monty Python, you know, the bring oh, out yeah, your dead, yeah, bring yeah, out your dead. dead. Oh my God! Oh my God. Oh, no, how are we all feeling about this guy? But first of all, I'm gonna say one thing. As soon as I leave here, I'm watching baseball for the rest of the day. I don't give a shit. However, we have a series. Is this a eulogy? Is this I a, think so. Awake. Are we b- awake? What's going on? I'm going to say it here first because someone's got to break the ice. But God damn it, the Toronto Blue Jays, you guys were frauds. Just like we said all summer. Oh, I, I just, I'm, I'm getting so sick of Atkins and Shapiro. Shatkins, you know? Okay, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Now, first of all, can we say this? Worst overthinkers the- of all time. No, let's even say that they were cowardice because they're not having their press conference. Isn't coming up any minute. Oh, it's done. I have all the quotes. I've been. That's oh. why you can see me going my. Oh, oh. God, this should be good. So, can you, right. can, okay, okay. Number one question: Why did they take out Barrios? The it was so. Oh my God! I can't. First off, what I. Everyone knows I'm a huge baseball guy, and, and I'll, so I will, am I. I will so support I. the Jays till the day I die. Of course, this pitching staff. That they had this year, hands down, is a World Series pitching staff. If they had this, t- if they had this, this rotation, this bullpen back in 2015, they're winning the World Series. This is one of the best staffs they've ever this, had. This, okay. this, the fact that it was wasted uh, on uh, on a different approach at the plate oh that you wanted to take God. is is blasphemy. Um, I, preach. So we we saw John Schneider talk about the decision making at the end of the game, saying. You know, it came down from everybody. It was a plan before we came in, yada, yada, yada. There were three quotes from Atkins today that I, I've, def- I've defended the front office a lot because I actually, what Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro, what they've built with this team and the trades they've acquired the last couple of years to make this team in a more competitive aspect, I will, re- I will respect them for it. Dalton Varsho, he didn't have a good offensive year, but I still think he's going to be a very good piece going forward. He's your new starting center fielder. 
We'll you, get back to that. <laughs> we'll get back. You to look that. at you look at the pitching rotation and how they flipped around Kikuchi, Barrios, his contract's looking like a steal. Kevin Gosman, his contract is a steal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Obviously there's issues with Alquinoa, those will be addressed later. Ross Atkins told reporters that the decision to lift Burrios for Kikuchi was made by the coaches and an advanced scout and that he found out when he did and he said John Schneider made that decision to deploy that and that's what occurred. We stand by John's decision. Atkins also said, I was surprised he was coming out. I thought it was a courageous decision. Courageous. He (laughs) he doesn't believe John Schneider felt any pressure from the front office to make the Burrios move. Atkins also says Schneider will be back next year. Discussions on coaching staff ongoing. (laughs) My biggest issue with this is that nobody is taking the blame for what happened. Schneider said it was on the front office and deeper in analytics. And my part is it was on the analytics department, but that's further. But then your GM, your manager, they just throw it right back onto your coach. That's when I have an issue with it. It's what a some, bunch of schmucks. Somebody oh take accountability. God, this is worse. It's embarrassing. I, I've defended John Schneider because I do think down the road, if once he he understands to take more charge, he will be a good manager. He's he's yeah. a player first manager. He's the and, drinking buddy right now, though. Exactly. And you know what? I think I I'll give you credit for this. Schneider's an old school baseball guy. He's a you good, can tell. He's a good manager. Okay, it's just then make him a manager and not a caretaker. To, yeah, he needs to he needs to learn to have a little bit more gut and understanding like and and baseball knowledge, understanding, hey, Jose Barrios is pitching in his park that he called home for seven years. Yep. Yeah. He's dominating. He has six strikeouts through three innings. Oh, but he allows one to, walk. If oh, you, time to go. If you, if you want to do the math. That's nine batters, and he struck out six of them. Okay, so now you hold this thought here because I'm not an analytics guy at all. Andrew and I fight about analytics all the time because I think that's for freaking uh, women and children at times, okay? And here's my thinking on it. If what you're does the, that mean? Yeah, because I'm evil. <laughs> it's evil. It's soft, okay? Because here's what I'm saying, okay? If you were the analytics geniuses that you were, then Bassett should have started game one because everybody knew the numbers that Gozman had against Minnesota were brutal. He was the worst pitch team in the last two years. They hang. They don't swing at his freaking um, slider. His numbers there. His pitch count has been insane. Did you well, see they, the numbers? Well, they figured out that. Well, they found a, like his tell basically, like mm-hmm. which pitch he was going to. Well, there was right? something going on with Minnesota and him. So if they yeah. believed in analytics that much, then Bassett had to come out. But now we got the other problem. Isn't Gozman going to be an ace? Well, I'm just going to let you guys take over, Steven, Zach, and Andrew, because if you listen to this show, I said three things, and let's see what happened. First of all, I said they wouldn't make the playoffs in, in at All-Star break. However, I came back with this and said, if they do make the playoffs, they will come in through the back door. Oh, by the way, how did the Blue Jays get into the playoffs? They went in through the back door. Number two, I said that their defense was a little bit fraudulent because they don't play a same lineup every day. Nobody gets comfortable with each other. And so what happens? I've seen a couple balls get hit through the gap because our guy Varsho wasn't positioned properly and they hit the gap and they said it was a good hit. No, they didn't chase the ball down. Number two, I've said that Bichette is a second baseman. He is not a shortstop. Did you see that big throw that would have freaking had a double play and ended the inning? No, he didn't make the throw. So they got the next guy up hit 
run, scored two runs. And number three, we lost how many games because of the base running bullshit that oh I've seen God. all year? And what did we see during the playoffs? So I said when we go in here, if any of those things rear their ugly head, the Blue Jays will be gone and prove to me that they were frauds. It was worse than I thought. Gozman blew up. Remember, Andrew, I said of our guys, not today. Gozman blows up the bad fielding, the bad base running, and what do we do? Can't hit. That's the worst one of all. We've said it before on the show. Fielding is like, what, 5%, 10% of the entire game? But that 10% reared its head. Uh, but if we were hitting well and not uh, making stupid outs on the base paths, then like it wouldn't have mattered. I say right now that I don't give a damn what anyone thinks that someone's got to tell Bichette he's a second baseman. Guys, you've seen him in the uh, hole. Bichette, he doesn't Bichette's make been the least throw. of our problems so, this year. Oh, but look at the crucial time. He did not make a throw. Now, he hit well. He hit well. So he hit amazing. Actually, actually, I think it's Bichette's team. I think sometimes player, players try a little too hard at times. I'll give him the. I don't give Laddie the benefit of a doubt, but I'm giving <laughs> Bo the benefit of a doubt. I'm with you. you. Know? Okay, you know what I'm saying? We we're going to say there, Zach. I, I was going to say so. The, two things on that that play. Yes, it was a bad throw by Bichette, but also. Vlad needs to learn to stop striding the wrong way, and that's why that he could. So if you if you look if you look back at the free at the freeze frame, his stride is going towards the the home plate before, and the ball the ball is going up the right field line. If he strides the other way and like he lunges off the bag, like we've seen him dive off the bag a lot of many times in the season, just fall into the ground. If he strides that way, he can get the glove onto the ball. It was more so. I'm not I'm not saying you know he. He was completely terrible, but it was it wasn't a good read from him at first base. Oh, I agree. And that I, was, it was the first big mistake we've seen Bichette have all year because I criticized him. I was on the I was on the boat with you saying he's not a shortstop. He's a second baseman, hands down. He proved me wrong this year. He actually did take a big step forward on shortstop. I agree. My biggest issue uh. my biggest issue with Bichette with the entire team offensively is the coaching staff. They want everybody to hit like Bo Bichette. Not everyone can do what no. Bo Bichette does. He has the best contact rate I have ever seen. He has the best ability to just put the ball in play. We saw it. He he had the weirdest swing at an His outside slider. dad won slider. a batting title. You know that. Yeah. yeah. He had the weirdest he's... swing on an outside slider and, and pulled it to left field. And that's oh, just yeah. because he's such a good pure hitter. Mm -hmm. and oh, the no, fact I that, give him that. Yeah. The fact that the, the hitting coaches, the analytic departments, whatever, whoever was in charge of this wanted to change every player's swing one through nine to hit like him was the first main issue. Vlad, great player. Don't get me wrong. He can't do that. There's more on no. Vlad that I can say. You know, he needs to come into training camp next year in shape. He needs to understand, take care of business a little bit more. You know, it's, it's Bo's team. It's Vlad's team. But they also need to show that they care because the two big blunders that happened in the game, it was them. It wasn't right. everybody else. Yeah. It, was, it was those two. Yeah. And the, like, it just it it confuses me why they're they're trying to change approaches. Vlad is an amazing pole hitter. He has some natural pure power if he pulls the ball. We've seen it. He touches exit velos at 110, 115. Like it's not like it's just baby food to him. Yeah. Dalton Varsho. He had twenty seven home runs in a pitcher's ballpark in Arizona. Yes, the elevation's a little bit different where it's easier to hit there, but at the same time, pure pole hitter. The he dome hit. was made for him. He he can be, he but can with be the so new good. with the changes though, we've Stop had this. No no no, the, uh, like it's it's become a little bit more of a pitcher's park. 
I, I can't I can't say that until four or five years down the road. Exactly. You, this you is too need, small you, a sample size. You need, you need, okay. you need more data. At to, the beginning early of the year. returns, though. Uh, okay, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait here. You know at the beginning of the year, I said if Varsho doesn't hit 25 home runs, he's a waste of time. Oh, and I, I mean, we, we're, I, we I, I'm with you there. Yes, okay. So I'm with now, you there. Oh, and what did he hit? What, Did he hit his weight? He Did he hit his weight? He oh, he hit his weight. Okay, let's talk about this. I said that right away, if this guy didn't hit 25 home runs, give us 80 RBIs, and be freaking Ken Griffey Jr. out there, he was a failure. I will take Gurriel's defense back, who last year I, I was not. making fun. I would I'll never, I would never take Gurriel back ever again. Oh, yeah. For Dol- Dol- Dolan Varsho is the best left fielder in all of baseball. Okay, yeah, we're gonna, he doesn't okay. hit well enough, though. No, and he doesn't get the because they because they, they changed his they changed his approach. Okay, uh. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little pushback here on some of the things that I've seen about that about our great defense. I find some of our guys just aren't athletic enough to get the balls. The reason that Bowen and doesn't get as many errors is because he can't get to some balls. So if you think that he's improved as a shortstop on a scale of one to ten, I'll say improved about three to me. Because a lot of balls scooted through there. I see other shortstops around the league, like the guy that plays for freaking Houston. Watch him today. That kid playing shortstop. The guy that plays for Arizona. Those guys go back in the hole. How many times that Chapman comes over and covers for a bow? Because I say Chapman's probably the best. I, I, um, I said it when they first got Chapman. He's going to make Bo look like a better defender, and that's exactly what he did because he was oh, a platinum. Of course he did, yeah. yeah. And I'm saying, now you take Chapman out of there, and let's see what's happened. Now, this, this is not a bash bow day. Okay, Hold on. Let, let's take it back to the Varsho thing. Okay. Like, I, because I want to talk about that trade again. Hate it. Is this, it. Hold on. Hold on. Is this the worst trade in Blue Jays history? No. Top five. No. What's worse? Top five. Come on, bro. I'm, Zach, you're not going to try to defend this trade at this table. I, you know at the house that happens? I, I, will oh. say, I will say the worst part about that trade is the Moreno part. Oh, okay. absolutely. That's, 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 that's hands down the worst part. Hands down. But, again, I'm not faulting... Varsho because he did exactly what he was advertised to do. Everybody thinking in their mind that he was just going to come in and replace Ty Oscar, that's not who he is. No, I he's agree. A de- he's a defense defense first. He showed that. Okay. He showed that he's the At he's, times. He's, he sh- his the defense his DSR rate was the best. You can look at all of his defensive numbers. It's amongst the best if not already the best in the majors that's in true. left field. That's true. He had some of the best defense defensive metrics. Out of bag, bag of analytics. No, no, no. He had like <laughs> Overall, his numbers, he is one of the best defense I'm not, defending left fielders. He's solid. I'll give him That's that. That's who he is. I think if he came in and hit like he did in Arizona in the sense of just pull the ball, who gives a rat's ass about poking it down the left field line, hitting it to center field? Screw the big picture. Yeah. Because you look at you look in that wild card game, the furthest hit ball was Matt Chapman, but he hit it to dead, dead center, center field. I know. What They're a trying bitch. to use the big part of the field. Screw that. Yeah. Brandon Belt made his career pulling fastballs. At his, at his and look park. what he did at the Rogers Center. He pulled them. He cleared the wall by a mile. Yeah. Varsho needs needs to go back to just pulling the baseball. You look at his baseball savant page and the numbers of, of the, spread, the spread of how he hit baseballs in his last year in Arizona compared to his first year in, in Toronto. It's just pure pull. He doesn't do any outside pitch. He's pulling that down the right field line, hitting it for a home run. I got you. See, but here's the other thing I noticed about Toronto. Okay, let's go back a season, a season and a half. We were known as the team that would crush the first pitch. Remember that? We didn't give a shit. We just went up there and the pitcher's going, okay, let's get the game started. Our guys were hacking. So guess what? 
around the league, they started saying, you better be careful about these first pitch guys. So they're throwing him a piece of junk, and Vladdy's still taking a hack at it. Diverso taking, well, he's new to it. But these guys are still taking some of those first pitch hacks. Yeah, and before you know it, they're down 0-2. 0-2 in the yeah. box because they, because the well, I found that other yeah. pitching staffs adjusted, and we didn't. Like, why, like, Vladdy, can you just not take a first pitch now? The other thing is sometimes he's very impatient. So, the, so what happens, too, is baseball is very cerebral, guys. You know that. So you're, what are you looking for? So then all of a sudden they're throwing first big strikes because the Jays are, like you're saying, changing their approach, and they're guessing at the plate. So now how many 0-2 counts did we see this yep. year? And then guys getting themselves out. That's what killed me about it. So I heard this once, and I, they got, they're firing the batting coach. Who's ever in charge? I heard they're yeah, firing get, him, and I, I already heard the guy that's a third base coach. He's retiring. That, that's actually a sad. Like, Luis Rivera, I he's, like actually, too. he's actually a really good third base coach. Very, very good infield coach. Oh, excellent. That's because he, he's, he was a yeah. game when he played. He was, he was in, like, like, losing him is actually going to be really devastating. I think so. Um, like, same thing, like, Mark Budzinski, the first base coach. He's their outfield coach. I think he's done a phenomenal mm -hmm. job especially the trauma that he went through this year with losing his child in a voting yes. act and everything and still coming yes. back and, and every day in and out, like helping that squad get better defensively in the outfield. Like we, we, like I said, we talked about the pitching and how good the pitching was this year. This outfield that they had maybe the best defensive outfield I've ever seen in, in my years of being a Jays fan because Kevin, Kier, best. Kev, Kevin Kiermeyer, phenomenal center fielder, platinum glove. If he doesn't win the gold glove this year, I think there's an issue. Varsho, I hate like the fact that he's not going to win uh, gold glove in left field because he kept splitting time between center field and left is what pisses me off the most. Well, I mean, there's an offensive component to that award too, though, which yeah. I think could cost him. And um, I th yeah, Springer, I think the transition over to right field was just perfect for him because mm -hmm. he he's still very he's for his age he's very athletic still and he he can still run down the baseball really well. Like we saw we saw him take over one half inning defensively in Tampa Bay yeah. just by himself. Oh no, I we've got I've got no beef with Springer whatsoever. I think Springer's just going to be fine. I think there's going to have to be different approaches taken. Number 1 like this I'm going to go and read this Atkins this press conference nonsense and what Schneider says because I've always said this year too to Andrew a lot I said there's a problem in this clubhouse. Did they take away the jacket? Was that the issue? They got no jackets. Is there not enough of his buddies in there? Because it just seemed like the Jays were not having any fun. And what really none okay, and what really drove me crazy at the beginning of the baseball season, my proclamations were this: play six hundred ball at home, five hundred on the road. Give me a pitching staff that's going to lead the league in quality well, Again, starts. Cruz, we did the math for that 600-500 thing. It didn't work out. No, exactly. No, no, but, but I'm saying like that wouldn't have added to the way – that wouldn't have worked out to a division title. It wouldn't have been enough We'd wins. have to play better. You were yeah. right when you added yeah. it up because this is what it would have, it would have been better. But I'm still saying the pitching part of the game – was there. We had five guys that made 30 starts. No team no, in baseball. Four guys. I mean, four guys, sorry. Yeah, this, four yeah, guys this, that made 30 starts. This is the best pitching Like This is the best pitching staff we've seen in years. Like, from top, top to bottom, like the, your ace yeah. to your closer. Mm -hmm. Do you think it was I, used properly? Is Romano yeah. going to be our closer I, going into next year? I said he, that he will be. I, I, I heard on he this part. Be. Remember, I thought Swanson would be the guy yeah. by the end of the year. That was my call because I said Romano was going to run into a brick wall. I think that they should hire Cabrera, and I thought that Cabrera, we didn't even see him in those two games. I thought he was one of our best relievers coming down the stretch, don't he, you think? He had So he had a two-to-three-week two stretch where he lost control of his, his fastball. Cabrera, that, yeah, uh, but he had a back a couple that, games. That, that was that was that was his issue, and that's why they took him out of high leverage. 
the thing that's going to suck is the Jays aren't going to re-sign Jordan Hicks. That's no. even stupider. If they don't have because he he's he what he wants is to be a closer or be a starter. He doesn't want to be a setup guy. And to his point, it it it's just, it's fair because he's a very good pitcher. You know, he was just in a very bad market and a very bad team that don't know how to fix pitching. Like St. Louis, Louis, St. Louis has the worst pitching lab I've ever seen. Like, I, here's what I even say about them: they they rank his top five or maybe top three. Biggest disappointment in baseball this year, no doubt about it. The fact that we stole this Hicks guy, this is what I don't understand about and Cabrera. all that. And Cabrera, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I don't understand about these thinking. We are Toronto Blue Jays, owned by Rogers. Give these guys the money. We got Pete Walker. Why has Pete Walker been on the team for 20 years? Oh, this is amazing. There you go. So he can take time to fix these guys. It's, it's Pete Walker, and then I can't remember. I'm, I'm, I hate the fact I can't remember his name, but they have a, like an advanced scout. Yeah, I know. That, I heard about does, him too. He, he is the best pitching like pitching lab guy that I've ever seen in the business. Like he like he turned around Cabrera was one of the worst control pitchers I've ever seen from the left side. And I loved him on St. Came. Louis. I thought if we if if a team took him and was able to fix him, he'd be amazing. He was amazing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we why now you're going to say, "Okay, we got the issue with Hicks, okay? Is he going to sign with us or not? You're already saying he's going to be out of town. Pad the payroll. Keep him here. Don't you want a guy well, that if, if, 103 sometimes? Well, but if He's a guy's saying he wants to be a starter or a closer, that's just not going to happen here. Money changes everything. Hey, the guy's only, what, 26, 28? Uh, 20, yeah, 27 or 28. Okay, but so I, he's got I, years I, left. I, I would, say, hey, we're, you're going to get your chance, buddy. Here's your money. You're going to get, like, because they do it like like a bull and, and Vladdy. They got that extra money yeah. early, so they would deal with that. I, I've never Jays trusted Romano. Like that, I've never oh, like he's. Oh, I've never once trusted knows, Romano. Does he know who he's talking to? Yeah. Oh, you never trusted no. Romano. I've always, I've always. I don't even a, open the car door for him. I've always had an issue, and uh, like people, like I got bad. Like again, I work at the Rogers Center for this. Is the, like this was my second year, and uh, all my coworkers are like, why do you always bash on him? Why are you always hating on him? I'm like, I'm like, listen, he's a good pitcher. He just doesn't utilize his two pitches properly, and until he does that, that's when he'll be. A closer. I think he's past that because sometimes I don't know how the, his usage gets weird. Yeah, that's so what the, I'm saying. I mean, you know what I mean? He, I don't get that. If he so maybe able, that's the problem too. Yeah, he's a two pitch pitcher. He has an elite fastball that touches 99. He has a really good slider that he can manipulate to either drop like a 12 6 or cut out of the zone. And if he's able, like, the, the issue with Romano is he, he'll go into a mode where he'll throw five, six, seven straight sliders. And then he'll lose the grip for the, the fastball and it'll be, it'll be, Missing high. Well, I I think is my thing about Romano. It's interesting you said that. When that breaking ball is not working, he's done because I don't really think he has an elite fastball. He's got a good one, but guys catch up. How many times they've gone yard? They sat on that fastball. It's a it's a souvenir. Like if it was two or three miles faster, I would give him that. Hicks is two or three. um, miles per hour faster. I think that of course he doesn't have Romano's control, but I mean right. that's a Pete Walker take on it, yeah, don't you they, think? I, I I want them to bring back Hicks. I it's and not Cabrera. gonna it's not gonna Cabrera's here for another two years. I think he has yeah. um arbitration years, but yeah, I it's it sucks when he because Hicks is gonna want a lot of money. The Jays aren't yeah. gonna fork that up. Oh, then they should. So who do we got in the bullpen that we've got under contract? Romano Swanson, Romano Swanson, Cabrera, Cabrera, Cabrera uh, Meza, Omeza too, and and by the Jimmy way, Meza. Underrated year, misused, mis misused, but most uh, like a very underrated year. I think he had a one point five ERA. 
Yep. From the left side, honestly, like I was very hit or miss with Meza, but he turned me around very quickly this year and had a me very good Me too. Now, now we're going to bring him back. So shouldn't he get into more higher leverage roles next year? Because remember yeah. early in the year he did. Remember we yeah. were seeing him and then all of a sudden he disappeared. He should, he should be, Nick, it depends. Back. It all depends with, with Cabrera. So who's running like the, this pitching like staff? Six, six, seven, well, hold on. Let's let's uh, keep with uh, guys coming back next year. Cause That's there's, a few, there's a few more too because uh, Chad Green... Chad Green is back for another year. Yeah, yeah, it's a team option. I imagine they're gonna they're gonna the take it. Yeah, they're gonna take yeah, it. He they're pitched gonna keep really him. well down the stretch. Um, who am I missing? Trevor Richards is the back as well. I, I no, yeah, he's back. He's had he an up won. and down year. I liked him a lot, but he's he had an up and down. But I think they should bring him back. Too. Is Garcia gonna be back? I'm not sure if he he's has on one more year of his deal or not. Uh, you know, I don't like him okay, too much. Okay, yeah, well, he's kind of. <laughs> I, I tried to defend him. I don't do much of that lately. You know what I'm saying? So that'll be there, and we're gonna have the starters. Now, the only big question is this, okay? Before we get on, because there's there's the elephant in the room we haven't got to, which we'll get to in a second. When we go around the diamond, my biggest bitch is this, and Steve, maybe you can help me out with this, is like, we never had the same lineup every day. You know what I mean? We gotta have, like, we gotta start saying who's our regulars in there. I think we wasted Espinal. He's a guy of mine there, but I will never know because I got. Uh, oh, I actually, I want to get to that. You were, your prediction about him in the season, I, Zach, I got to say you were right. You were. You were. And I'm, I'm a bitch because, remember, I was the guy that was, uh, like, pumping his tires huge. But maybe we misuse him or maybe he leaves town. So, like, you go around the Maybe diamond. he's not that good. Maybe he's not. We don't know. We're not going to get a chance because we got questions like this. The number one thing to me is, okay, we're going to have the same outfield as next year. Then nah, you're, you're I don't think Kiermaier's coming back. Okay, that's the question. You know what? I'm not a Kiermaier fan. It's okay. Cody Bellinger, you're a Toronto Blue Jay. Ah, <laughs> let's go for it. That's, that's what, what I'm what saying. I want. Yeah. I want Bellinger So why don't we Jay. do that? Because I don't think he, it's 50-50 he's going to stay. Yeah, we'll bring I, that up this he, spring. Well, he we wants, got money. Yeah, because he had the bounce back year in, Chica in Chicago. Huge bounce back year. Now, you know what I mean? And now his contract's up, right? Yep, because so he only signed it one year. So why don't we just take a little shot at that guy? Oh, just throw the drinks truck at him. Oh, no problem, because you know what? I'll you, got a, you got a great defender. You got a guy who can also fill in at first base if needed. Exactly. Sure. And then you also, you, like, you get an outfielder, and you get a good power hitter, too. Oh, yeah. Left-handed bat. Yeah. Oh, by the way, his swing at the dome, that's a 40 home run season out of that guy. When you think about it. Bellinger's so a good player. I, like, I don't know what I happened I wanted him last it, It's because, so his injury was, um, I think it was a shoulder. Mm -hmm. or some, or some it was muscle. a misdiagnosis, and I heard, and then everybody got into a pissing match about yeah, it. And then it, was, he, it, it was like a Jack Eichel thing in, in, in baseball. But yeah, but he ended up being right, because look at the season he had. Yeah, it was it was more so he lost um, strength in his, in it, like in, I think it was shoulder, I can't remember. But it was whatever muscle, he lost strength in it, and he couldn't build it back up. And so I guess after a couple more years, he did more rehab and all that. And he was finally able to start building back up. And that's why we finally saw him have a really good season. Yeah, because it affected his swing. Yeah, it was all and that's what it was. It was, affecting, yeah, it was yeah, affecting the play, the path and plane of his swing. Yeah, and that's what it was going to be there. But in any event, I'm going to say the one thing that I'm going to, and you hear it around the city and good, bad, and ugly, and I'm going to say this. I was a huge Vladdy guy. When he came up, I loved this guy from day one. I loved his dad. That's why I loved his dad so much that I'm loving this guy. I'm going to tell you right now. If I could get, when it comes to the winter meetings coming up in December, I'm looking around for even more pitching and a power hitting left left uh, left handed bat, and I'm shipping Vladdy out because I I believe now that him and management are something's wrong, something's wrong in the clubhouse. Well, I gotta have a, a sit down with him to, to, before okay, you just ship him. Okay, what if he says out. go fuck yourself? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you get like let's I establish smell. that before we ship him out of town. Okay, well I'm starting to smell it. Okay, I'll tell you this much: the only difference between you guys and me, and you've been around long enough, is that I've been watching baseball for 50 years, guys. 
when you smell like this guy, he either got to change or you get him out of town. And, that, that's, and so we're waiting too long on him. Like, oh, well, maybe Vladdy's going to come around. Look at last season. We had some of these questions. And now they've been compounded. Are right. we going to do him for another year? But let's, let's also remember, like, we saw what, what he can do. We know he has the tools. He, and also, we, like, a lot, of, a lot of... A lot of... J- yeah, but a lot of, you have to also remember a lot of Jays fans... Jesse Litch. He's, he's also 24 years old. So is Ricky like, Romero. Like, uh, I don't, well, I'm you're try- comparing pitchers well, to... Well, anyway, players well. that didn't stay around long enough that we gave them the money. I'm very... You know what? I thought Vladdy was going to be great. Right now, if we got a great offer... I think he still can be. He can Oh, be. He, he should be. At he, 20, he still can be. He should hit 300 every year. You okay? But like you look, you look at you look at this the first I think the first like two thirds of the season that he had, he was le- like he was leading the league in, in exit velo, launch angle, all those all those things that that show like this guy's an elite hitter. More so, again I think this year especially, and I like that's why I'm not putting any critique on the hitters. I'm putting it all on the hitting stat, the hitting coaches, and all that. But you're supposed to make your own adjustments too, bro. Yeah, but if you have a hitting coach breathing down your neck and, and people coming up to you with iPads and everything saying, oh, you're doing this wrong, switch this. When you're at the plate, you're going to be in your head. Yeah. And I think that's what that's, that, that's what happens majority of the time with these hitters. Ross Atkins, he also said at the press conference, Vlad's going to be down all winter in Florida training, working out. I think if you get a, a commitment level from Vlad where he's actually giving a shit now, being like, listen, I tried to half-ass it last season at a point, and it didn't work. Look at Manoa. You know, he, well, he's the elephant he, in the room. We're going to get to him. Yeah, he half-assed it, yeah. and it okay. didn't turn out well. So I'm, I'm, here's my point, though. Is I'm not – okay, now I'm going – Make it quick because we, we, yeah, okay. we're already an hour here. I want to okay. wrap up this Blue Jays segment. Okay, anyway. Well, that's because we're all angry, guys. We didn't expect it to go <laughs> this way. That's why we're all pissed and we're yakking about it. My theory is this. Everything that you said about all of that stuff, when I was your age, that really didn't matter. So I'm going back to what I'm saying. I think it's too analytics-filled stuff that they don't care about the moment. At that moment in time, it's not about the analytics. It's about the guy, his heart, his gut. Where is he at? That's not got nothing to do with analytics. How many times in baseball, we'll go back in history, where they did things that was anti-analytics, but a Sparky Anderson or Earl Weaver or... um, What's the guy that uh, um, Chuck Tanner or Terry Francona had a feel about the moment and went this way and it changed? We're losing that in baseball, guys. That's going out the window, so we're well, losing those moments. My thing is, like, you're filling up these people's heads with too much information. It's overload. Because if you ignore analytics outright, I'm sorry, you're, you're a insane. fool. I you're, got yeah. you. I you're, got you're you. You're behind the eight ball. You, you're going to yeah. lose a lot. Yeah. But, like, you, you have to – like, it's up to the analytics department to be like, okay, like, this is what we're going to – fire at the guys this is what we want to show them instead of telling them like a million things you should be breaking it down to like what like three great like important things that they should be looking for right so yeah I, I think okay, I'm I, not okay. I'm not. But we get out of here. The, the analytics, this is the analytics fight. Okay, the analytics department should be uh, more in touch with, I guess, like the sports psychology department. How to like get the message across, you know? Okay, maybe mm-hmm. that's what it is. Because yeah. I'm not, I'm not totally anti-analytics. Because like he said, if I am, I'm a dinosaur. Come on, <laughs> man, you got to be an idiot not to respect what's going on. But it's very interesting. Like some of the things that I grew up on that are iconic moments that you see in baseball. You know, when they show all those highlights yeah. and stuff. Some of those moves are totally anti-analytics. You know what I mean? They said they felt a moment and says going there. And that's what scares me about baseball because when I was a kid, it was still my favorite sport. Like I said, I'm going to go home today and I'm going to watch every guy. I haven't missed it because I've been off work. I haven't missed an inning. 
I haven't missed a pitch. I love baseball, but I'm not loving the way that they're presenting it to me, except for the fact that the games got shorter. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the lo- the <laughs> one last thing I'll say about Vlad is I think his gut is still, like, his heart is still in the city. He proves it. He always says he sure. loves Toronto. Oh, yeah. I, that's... You know, you like, you've shown that how good you are. This, this year coming up, it's going to be your age 25 season. You're going to – the key word is you're just going to start entering into the prime years – Show show me the love that you have for the city. Show me the, the commitment you have to the Blue Jays and show me that you want to be here and you want to win because he said it. He hasn't backed it up. Well, this is it now. Do it in this, this, doing this offseason. Prove it. Prove it to me. Now, I want to go around the table. Uh, we'll start with our guests, Stephen and Zach. Uh, I want to hear final thoughts on the Blue Jays season. Just kind of sum it up. Uh, and then what you're looking for in 2024. Hmm. Stephen. Well, my final thoughts on the Blue Jays for this year, uh, yeah, definitely underwhelming. Uh, you know, they uh, they didn't live up to our preseason expectations. I think that's for that's for sure. Uh, but I mean, as the season went on, like uh, like through April and May, I think this was kind of the result that we were going towards always. Like they they were inconsistent. They didn't look like they can get it done. And you know, here they were. They got swept in the wild card round by a team that hadn't won a. a a playoff series since like what 2002 Moneyball yeah. against the Moneyball O's exactly baby. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> hasn't won a game since 2004 in the playoffs like ended that 18 game losing streak so you know good for Tan- good for the Twins but yeah bad for the Jays uh, as for in 2024 what I'm looking forward to uh, just hopefully being better <laughs> like just getting 90 wins and fighting for a division rather than being in this wild card race like all like late in the year and yeah just not ma- making it less stressful on the fans, basically. Thank That'd be you. nice. That would be. Oh, Zach. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it, like, uh, underwhelming, I, but I think the main part of the underwhelming is just the offense. And, uh, d- d- again, defense, pitching, I'll, I'll always stand on the hill that like that wins championships. You have a good like a good like that. The Jays had a good, but I just think the offense obviously outweighed it a little bit more this year. Um, you know, Vlad, Bo, proved to me, like, you know what? This like this is this is this off season to the next season. This is this is the biggest prove it years that I'm going to see from Bo and Vlad. Of do you belong in Toronto? Do you want to be in the city? Do you want to bring something back to the city? That's that's what I'm going to see um, for 2024. It's just more so continue the style of good defense and good pitching because I think the Jays have one of the if not the best pitching labs in all of MLB. They've proved it. You know, go out there, get add a couple more stars to your lineup, add a couple more good arms to your rotation, to your bullpen. Just go in and compete. Just just make it fun for fans. That's that's it. Like at the end of the day, like fans don't want to go to the Rogers Center and expect the the same outcome every day. You know, it wants to be a little bit of a spark, a little bit of just like, oh, I didn't know this was gonna happen today. That that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping to see in twenty twenty four. Cruz. Well, I just look at it this way, and I'm, I'm, I harped on it all year, and I'm going to say it. Something went wrong in the clubhouse. I'm saying that, Sarah, if you don't have a good clubhouse, you don't have a good team. It doesn't matter if you have 20-game starters or whatever, or best defense or whatever. I just think that something went on in the dressing room because last year it looked like Toronto was the most fun team in baseball. Remember they used to talk about that? Toronto Blue Jays, them boys are having fun. And then someone said they were having too much fun. And then they changed some kind of dichotomy that something was going wrong. And then you could almost smell it because nobody wants to say it because it became whose team is it? Is it Bo's or it's Vladdy's? And I don't like that argument because I'd like both guys to stay here. But I've seen a serious regression 
and what was going on on a disciplined team that's no longer disciplined. They didn't know how to hit in scoring position. They didn't play situational baseball, and they had everything that I wanted, which was my quality starts, guys that could close, and every formula that I said at the beginning of the season that should win went right out the window, and we missed on it. So if I want to see what's going on in 2024, I want someone to take charge of that clubhouse. I don't know who it is, guys. But someone's got to change in the clubhouse. I don't care if we bring back the jacket. I don't care if, um, like, all that kind of stuff, which is fun but is a little bit frivolous. What I want to really see is clean up the dugout and hope we have no regression in our pitching staff because everyone's got one more year older. So we can't guarantee we're going to have four guys with 30 starts. We can't guarantee. You know what I mean? We haven't played an ounce here. Do we have the foundation? Yes. But after hearing this and going to hear this Aikens nonsense at the press conference and what we've seen on the field, guys, we got some cleaning up to do. That's all the best. What do you got to say, Mr. Milani? Well, this was I've alluded to this in that video that I posted uh, the night they got eliminated. For Good video, by the way, you, you. represented Thank the you. house that happens. Everybody see that video? Go yep. see it. But go ahead. Yep. Uh, for like, I've just never experienced a winning season for the Blue Jays that has been so fucking miserable. Oh, uh, Not one yes. Jays fan I knew was optimistic, despite being like, "What do we get? Eighty nine wins?" Yep. Like, what the fuck's that about? Oh. <laughs> I, I know I've, I've already dropped the F word uh, a couple times here, but god damn it. Like, this is this was horrible. Yep. Like, hitting, uh, base running errors, just like everything you could imagine. Okay, the team fielded a little better. Great. Manoa, like, you were a bitch this year. Oh, my Grow god. Grow up, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I don't know, just so frustrating. Like, I mean, they really got to – and I loved what Boba Shett said at the end of the season where he's like, top down – the organization needs to reflect on what happened Good and that call. that's exactly what needs to happen because everyone i don't know if they're like getting high on their own supply or maybe what was going on but uh, i mean i atkins and chaparro i think definitely overplayed their hand huge they thought that they had more hitting than they eventually did to cover up uh you know the, i'm still saying it that uh varsho moreno guriel trade that's that's the worst trade in jay's history should have been kirk and kirk and guriel uh, yeah, yeah, I don't definitely. think they would have wanted Kirk, though. That was no. the problem. Yeah, it just should have been. It should have been one up. One, I don't understand why it was never it's looking. One. It's looking like it should have been Jansen as the odd man out now, yeah, given his injury problems. Why didn't why, why was Varsho considered so much? Uh, Guriel for Varsho would have made sense to me. It was Teoscar for Swanson. Yeah. That trade worked out. Yeah, fine. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a one-on-one. So why do we have to throw in the extra guy? Yeah, that, like oh, that's what I was saying at the end of last year. I was like, one of those guys has to go. I was yeah. shocked that they got rid of both of them. Oh, we t we yeah. agreed on that. We knew one yeah. of them had to go. Yeah, that was a gimme. But I mean, into next year, I mean, just tighten it up. I mean, guys on, in the organization, like guys in the organization, just have to get on the same page here. And I mean, you need to add. You need another power bat. I would say left-handed. Ideally, <laughs> Cody Bellinger. Yeah, there we go. We're on the same page. <laughs> okay, who's picking him up at the airport? The house of me and you. Yeah, we're we'll go, all get we're there together. Down, we'll drive down and pick him up. But yeah. but 2024 Blue Jays. Like I want to go down to Florida to see spring training. That's a good idea. Don't disappoint me. Hey, there you go. Um, do you um, think? Uh, do you think we'll we'll have a? Do you think this will help us move forward, or we'll have a fall back? You see, Zach, you watch a lot of baseball. So we're in a precarious situation here. We got to the door. It looked like we were supposed to do more. 
The thing is, you bust through or you fall back. Well, what, when's the, the next time? When's the next time that the Yankees and Red Sox are going to be bad oh, in the same season again? Red, Red Sox will be back a lot sooner. Um, yep. So I, I complete. I was going to bring this up. Chain. I think it's like Chain Bloom was their GM. They fired him, which I think was the stupidest thing they've ever done. Red Sox. Yep. Yeah. Oh, the Red wow. Sox fired him. Yep. I, if I was the Jays, I'm like James Click, who was the former manager of the Astros. He takes over for Atkins. Boom takes over for Shapiro. We hire Gabe Kapler as our manager. Oh, <laughs> what a move. Dude. I like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, all those guys got fired this year. And I'm like, these are good, like, smart pieces in management. But don't you know that doing? Shapiro and Aikens are bean counters? They came from Cleveland. Yeah. I thought with the bigger payroll, they'd be more expansive. Well, that was the now idea. What, you know what I mean? But now what do they do? They've we made... will see. We'll see this. This, this offseason has a lot of... But we got Big the fan experience. Names. We got the changing at the dome where the attendance went up. So when they sit down at the table at the end of the year and Rogers looks at the freaking commerce side of things, they're going to say, Mr. Akins, Mr. Shapiro, you did a fine job. <laughs> what did that do for the fans? Yep. Anyways, we'll I see. think we should go uh, on. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, we didn't have uh, as much time to talk about the other series, but uh, let's do our predictions for ALDS, NLDS, which starts today. Uh, let's start in the American League side as the Minnesota Twins will go into Houston for a five-game series. I'm saying Houston. They've been my pick pretty much uh, for the last half of the season to go to the World Series for the American League. I'm sticking to it. What are you saying, kid? Yeah, I'll take Houston I'll as say, well. I'll say Houston in four. Um, I would, I'm going to go Houston, but the only way I see Minnesota go through is if their bullpen keeps up. I'm looking at Minnesota for the upset because as it goes, when you win the first round, you usually go further. And guess what? The, the Houston bullpen and the Houston starting pitching has been up and down coming down the stretch. We've seen them all play each other. Mm -hmm. Nobody was a yeah. burn burner Seattle, to, even though t Texas has seemed to uh, right of the ship at, at the moment. I'm picking Minnesota, and it goes five. So uh, Twins in five, Astros in four. Stephen, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I'll go Astros in four as well. I'll take I, I'll take Astros in five. I think the the bats are just better. Okay, uh, I think they're going to be able to hit their way out of, out of yeah. a lot of trouble too. Uh, Baltimore versus the Texas Rangers, number one seed versus the number five. This is the most interesting. The, I a hundred percent agree because Baltimore. This is their first real test. Texas for a while they were looking like world beaters, kind of fell back down to earth towards the end of the season. However, uh, a lot of good starting pitching. Their bullpen a little shaky. So that's uh, where kind of trouble begins. And Baltimore, one of the best clutch hitting teams this season as well. I've been going back and forth all week about this one. Dun, 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 <laughs> yeah. dun. I, I think we're going to see an upset here. Really? Yeah, I think we're going to see an upset. You're taking Texas. Texas in five. Oh, Stephen, what do you say? I, I agree. It's going five. I'm I'm still like just debating within myself who takes it though. Like. Uh, I want to say Baltimore because they're just a fun team to watch, and I want to see them just play more games in these po in this postseason. But again, I I do feel like Texas they they just have what it takes, and yeah, I'll say Texas in five as well. A united front from the brothers. Okay, you wait. So I'm actually on board with the Texas train, and here I have actually have a good reasoning behind it. Baltimore they have the young pure hitters. Obviously, I think that's the part that carries their team. They have one of the worst starting rotations in all of baseball and that was going to continue to be their kryptonite because in the playoffs there is no bad team you're facing very good lineups you're facing very good veteran hitters look at marcus simeon look at Corey seager who's going to be simeon look like, seager's going to be the mvp this year 
You look at Nathaniel Lau. You look at their rookie, Evan White, who's hitting the ball, the cover up everything. Good-looking look, good player. Yeah, exactly. So I think Texas, just because of their the, the ability they have with the offense and the pitching that Baltimore has, Texas takes it in four. Okay, I got something different here to say. First of all, I said Tampa B, the first one's gone because they do that stupid thing with their pitching and they're out the door. Another thing I believe when you limp into the playoffs, you limp out. Did you see Texas in the last freaking 30 games? What are they, 12 and 18 or something? They, got, they beat up on a shit team anyway. I think Baltimore has got that calmness about them. They have the same manager that were there where they were losing. Are you calling Tampa Bay a in. shit team? I'm calling them. I hate them, and you know it. But they, they won 99 gone. games. Ah, I don't give a shit. They're gone. I told you they'd be gone in the first round. That's my only good call. I said Tampa be out the door quick as could be. And, oh, gee, what was that, Blake? Tampa leaving town. Texas is going out too because I'm not saying that they're going to go that, that um, I think that Texas limped into the playoffs. They were in first place for 100 days and what did they do? They screwed up at the end. So I'm saying Baltimore who's been in, and by the way, Stephen, I hate Baltimore with a passion. Right. I've hated these guys since I went to high school. I'm calling Baltimore to win and win it quick. Three, How many fours, games? Three, four. It won't go five. Won't wow. go far. Okay, okay. So I'm taking Baltimore. Uh, moving on to the National League. Uh, a division matchup here is the Diamondbacks take on the Dodgers. I think uh, Do- I think the Dodgers are going to beat up on little brother here. I think it's yeah. Dodgers in four. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll even say Dodgers sweep. Wow. Ooh. See, I'm going to have fun with it because Arizona actually interests me a lot. Me too. And I love the Diamondbacks this season. Yeah. I should preface that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if Corbin Carroll continues to do what he's been doing oh. and Cattell Marte as well, oh. if those two can keep carrying that lineup with the, the, the additions they've had, Evan Longoria is still over there oh. cooking as well. Best play in the series. Don't, All the yep. baseball, that play at third base. Yep. Don't, and you can, never, you can never count out Zach Allen. No, oh, no. He I is so him. good. I love. Uh, I'm taking. I'm taking Diamondbacks in five. Oh, I can't go there. I think it's. I think Diamondbacks are going to uh, impress you. I think they're going to like say, "Hey, look at this!" Like they're going to come. They're not going to go home. They're not going to like just go away. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Smith. uh, Who am I? Go down the lineup, and their pitching's good enough. What might kill uh, Dodgers, and we won't see just the week after they're older, is their bullpen is suspect. That's what I'm saying. But if they're front running, they've also lost the start, like their best starting pitcher. I get Kershaw's still there, but like Julio Urias, he's oh, not there anymore because of the allegations. Might not pitch again. Well, exactly. no, he's gone. If it comes exactly, over, he's gone to the same place like as Franco and Tampa Bay. Franco. They're, yeah. they're gone to the I same. I shouldn't place. be laughing, but. No, but they're going. He's going to where he's going. Where's that guy? He's a wisp in the wind, and they deserve to be wisp yep. in the wind. Now, yep. at the house that happens, as soon as we hear shit like that, you're gone. Absolute we don't even, we don't even, as yep. soon as we hear it, you're gone. We don't even say your name anymore because there's no level of that. But that's not what we're talking about. So who are you taking? I'm taking the Dodgers. I got you because uh, I, I'm not sure, but it probably four, maybe five. I think Arizona's scrappy enough. But oh, I just you're, you're, you're on the fence. with the, Stop being a fencer. Just no, choose how many games. I think it's going to be over in four. Okay. Dodgers. Okay. The Dodgers, but I'll take the Dodgers. And know? lastly, so we said uh, Baltimore. That series is the most interesting. Cause I take it back. I think this is going to be the most oh, interesting series. No I think so too. Atlanta, Philadelphia, a rematch of the NLDS from last year. Two of the top contenders in the National League. Also a division battle between these two teams. You know they freaking hate each other. Atlanta, the number one seed. Maybe the best team in baseball, but Philly, they are a scrappy bunch. I think this is going the distance. I think this goes five games. I think the Braves get a little bit of revenge this year. Okay. Ooh, okay. Uh, Especially with the, with the Max Freed 
Oh, coming yeah. back to pitch, the schedule to start game, game two, two right? yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna say five games as well, but I'm going Phillies. Ooh, Phillies are actually wow. my World Series pick. So great on, yeah. buddy. Great on. So don't I'll, ask Cruz for his American League World Series pick, by the way. <laughs> <sighs> what we weren't talking about that, were we? Let's talk about the weather. <laughs> uh, so I actually think whoever wins the series will win the World Series. This that's is fair. That's my call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my call. That's that's how I see it because uh, these two teams, playoff Harper is scary. Trey Turner coming back to life when needed is terrifying. The fact Kyle Schwarber was the worst statistical hitter but still hit over 100 RBIs is he scary. He shit out of analytics. <laughs> <laughs> he kills analytics. No, but, he also, but he's also like an analytics guy because he like is one of those guys that gets a ton of strikeouts but a ton of home runs. Yeah, home yeah runs. it's really weird. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. No, he's, he's quickly become one of my favorite players. I want to Chicago. When they were in Chicago a few years ago. I nicknamed him Shore Daddy for a reason. Yeah, right? he, <laughs> he's, always, he's always had that whatever about him. You know what I mean? Which is good. And I hear he's amazing in the clubhouse. Yeah. Which is huge in baseball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But sorry, Zach, yeah. continue. So um, all of that, I think it's going to be scrapped. It's going five regardless. Uh, I'm I'm leaning towards the Braves, though. You have a guy who's broken records this year, Ronald Cooney Jr. They had five, six players hit over 30 home runs. I This offense is insane. Matt Olson fits too perfectly in that in that organization. Austin Riley is going to be a dog for the rest of his career. <laughs> and then you just Got have... that dog in him. Basically. Yeah. And then you have, you have oh, you know, Ronald Cooney Jr. who just occasionally swipes 70 bags just for overrated. the fun of it. Oh, come no. on. Overrated. You cannot say overrated. No one else the in the stealing, league is the doing... The base stealing is overrated. No one else in the me. league is doing that, Cruz. 70, yeah, 70, uh, 70 40 season. Insane. Yeah, One day we'll talk about it. I told you at the beginning of the season, I discussed this whole base running like, thing, and it didn't get as crazy as I did. It's also, but I he, called this would happen. He's also did this after tearing his ACL. Oh, no, I give him credit for that. No, um, Atlanta's but a good yeah, team. I think, I think the Braves take it in five. It's just their offense is too good okay there's right. one guys you never even noticed this, this okay remember go back to philadelphia they had one of the worst starts ever what was it may 1st they were nine games under 500 since june 1st they've been the best team in baseball best record in baseball is the phillies they've got some kind of moxie about them number one thing is what do they have up the middle catching second base shortstop and center field have played 100 what is it 20 games together it's something insane most of any team in baseball what is the core of your baseball team catch your second base shortstop center fielder up the middle i think only baltimore has the same amount of games dodgers are close and all those teams that have had that configuration are now where in the playoffs playing so i'm saying not only that i think that the the wheeler and the other kid that pitches for uh, philly i'm i'm worried about philly's bullpen a bit too but guess what i'm worried about atlanta's bullpen too Okay, like they're both bullpens. There's nobody in there. They're bringing out Kimbrel still in Philly, and what's his name in Atlanta? They got no – none of the other team can come up with a guy that you're going to say he's going to just blow everybody by, swing and miss, and let's get out of here. Neither team has that guy, which they say you need in the World Series. So it's going to be moxie and intangibles, not analytics, that win this series. And I'm saying Philly takes it in five and goes on and wins the World Series. Ooh, spicy. That's all I'm looking at Live so, by the dinger, die by the dinger. That's what that's you it. do. That's, that's, what what with, do. that's what I'm seeing with the Braves. You have, <laughs> what, five guys hit 30-plus home runs? I'm going with their history. Murderer's row. I'm going with their history. They're really, really good in the season, and uh, then what happens? They disappear. But I've got, a, I've got my theory. I wish you had known that about stealing bases this year. I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm not impressed. 
Not one bit. I mean, I'm okay, impressed with Moody getting the seventh, but I'm not impressed. I expected someone. I expected I, I, someone to get higher. I, I expected the, the, it to be up. Uh, like like people get like around forty and all that. I wasn't expecting like seventy. Well, out of him, yeah. There's, I thought a couple other guys should have did more, but they didn't hit as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm saying, uh, there should have been more. But anyways, we got anyways. the baseball going on. We got to get on because we're running way deep. Because yeah, so we'll take it from America's pastime to America's monolith going yes. to the NFL. So one ah, thing. So yay, we're, we're, football. We're, wow. we're uh, basically at the quarter mark of the season. So uh, one thing we want to discuss is who's our power rankings, top five teams in the NFL. Okay, so. so guys, since you're here today, you're going to help, help us with the power rankings, okay? Because what we're going to do is we're going to concede at the end of this that we're all Howard Cosell, um, Howard Cosell, Troy Aikman, and whoever combined because we know that much <laughs> about football, okay? Soon to be Tom Brady when he's oh, on yeah, Fox yeah, next yeah, year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brady's the best. You know what's coming on? Uh, uh, you're talking to two Patriots fans oh, right here. You know what? I'm a, I'm a Michigan guy, so I knew so, him well before. So well, want me to give you the first power rank? Well, I was going to say, I guess we'll have our own, and then we'll have, like, our consensus one that we'll That's come in with at the end. To. So, uh, Cruz, you said you already have yours I ready to go? I got mine ready okay. to go. So I'm going to look at it this way. First thing I said, guys, when we made our proclamation, Zach, see, you guys were in here, I said, the biggest thing about the NFL is starting off the season making predictions is bullshit because we don't know about injuries. We've got to see them on the field. Everything's on paper, and football is more like that than any other sport, okay? Mm -hmm. So I said, what we but. really should... We should, then nothing good comes after, but um, we should be able to go after... This is like, and all coaches go four-game samples, and then they got that wild-card game at the end, so to speak. So I'm going to go like this. After four games, it appears to me that the best teams in the NFL start with the San Francisco 49ers is the best team in the NFL, in my opinion, right now. The second best team in the NFL, I think, is the Buffalo Bills. Mm. I'll take them at number two. They are still undefeated at three. I'm taking the defending NFC Conference Championships. Philadelphia is the third best team. The fourth best team is the defending Super Bowl champions themselves, the Kansas City Chiefs, and I still believe that they're going to win a second Super Bowl in a row once the season goes on. And my fifth pick in this power poll, and it kills me to say it, and I think it might be overrated because everyone's waiting for me to say the Detroit Lions, but it's got to be the Miami Dolphins. Oh, okay. Hmm. That's my five. Uh, Steven, who's your top five? Uh, so at number one, I also have the 49ers. Uh, number two, I think that's where I'm gonna go. Kansas City Chiefs. Wow, I'm not. Okay. I'm not gonna say boo. <laughs> <laughs> number three, we'll go Eagles. Four Bills, and number five, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Zach. I thought we weren't letting them in today, bro. How did that happen? We had a Dallas Cowboy <laughs> in here. How? Did, I thought we had a rule. Didn't we tell you guys in advance? I guess you obviously know what I'm thinking about the I, Dallas Cowboys. We had a Dallas Cowboy in here. Security. Security. <laughs> I did not know about this. I will say. Okay, you got the rules. We'll let you get away with right. this time. Dallas Zach. Cowboys. So uh, my top five right now, uh, start off San Fran, obviously number one. Yep. I throw Philly at number two, like what they've put out. Uh, Buffalo sitting at three. And then Miami's in my four. I'm liking what they're doing, and I got Casey at five. Okay. So I'll start off with the San Francisco 49ers at number one. So they that's obviously that's our consensus idea. number one. Uh, I got the Eagles at number two. I got Kansas City at number three. The Dallas Cowboys at number four. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Traitor. Traitor. <laughs> and I have the Buffalo Bills at number five. 
So I guess we're going to have to say the house that happens, definitely the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, hands. Our hands are, as mm -hmm. down, and I, I do have to think that we have to have Philly. Philly and the Chiefs seem to be the other two teams yeah. that seem to go in there. So we got the, we'll take Philly as two and the Chiefs as three. Now, Buffalo was on all of our lists as well, correct? Yes. Was, yep. Yeah, it was Buffalo, yep. yeah. So okay. they, they'd be our number four then. Okay. And then Miami, <laughs> Dallas, that's oh the... Oh, my God. And I hate, but I, ah, this is pathetic. How do we get here? So yeah. where, where did Dallas rank on? So that was my four. They were your five? Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. where was Miami for you? Miami was my four. They were my five. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> So, obviously, it's going to have to be a fight to the death to decide. Okay, here we go. Okay, All right, bring the chairs. <laughs> okay, guys, so I'm going to look at it this way. Here's how we're going to – maybe this will help to decide or not. You can just tell me I'm crazy. I always look at strength of schedule and who you played so far. Okay, so what I'm saying about Dallas is Dallas beat up on a bunch of freaking uh, tin cans. That's true. Okay, who did Dallas play? The I'm New York Giants. Uh, Miami, Miami got past some pretty weak opponents, okay, too. Okay, so what I'm saying is that they did play some teams that, that looked a little more competitive. Say, uh, the, say, the Chargers. Maybe the Chargers are better than they because they, they had a tough battle with Miami. Who else did Miami play? Um, New England, who almost shut them yeah. down, mm -hmm. which is which proving, but even though the last team might put that out the window, but at least New England could compete with them. Right. That's why, like, that's why I put Dallas on my list and not Miami because okay, Dallas had that one hiccup against the Cardinals, but every other game they've looked very strong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but so did Miami. So to speak. Uh, Miami with that Week One game against the Chargers, they didn't look too strong. I mean, the only like Miami has played strong all year, and then they ran into Buffalo, who I think a just real had, team. Like Miami has like or sorry Buffalo just has the best defense uh, besides San Fran that I've ever yeah. seen, you know. What like, about the vaunted Dallas Cowboy defense? Huh, that's what I'm saying. Philadelphia, let's not breathe them. They're going to take a while for their get down because you got to give Philadelphia really credit because they're four and zero. They played a lot of tough teams. Yeah, and they've and they're coming off the Super Bowl too. They're coming <laughs> off the Super Bowl, changed their offensive coordinator, changed their defensive coordinator, lost four starters on their on, uh, the def defense, on their defense, yeah. Yeah. and they're they're so they're taking a period of time for adjustment. Agreed. Yep. So mm -hmm. I'm saying that Philadelphia is definitely uh, they're in the running. They're a great team, guys. What have you thought about the football season? so far it's been okay <laughs> okay okay on what level uh the games are starting to get entertaining now Nah. Yeah. okay we're getting to our point here one of the things that we said here that really bothers me about football but you can't even deny this because of the gambling fantasy football betting blah 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 is that because they they, they take away less during the uh, the camps and the hitting and stuff the first three games of the year are pretty freaking awful and yeah. the Thursday night games will oh. even be more putrid. Okay. Oh. We have a, uh, a news bit coming down from the uh, House That Happens Newswire. Okay. The Colts and Jonathan Taylor agree to a three-year deal worth $42 million. Wow. Okay. Wow, that's interesting because maybe they're going to get back to the fact that you need a goddamn running back. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay, maybe that's going to come true. Oh, by the way, now that we're here because we'll, we've already made our prognostications what's going on, I think that we should just take a look at the league because we're running a little late, aren't we? Yeah, so do you want to just do our week five picks? Uh, we'll do our week. No, we should make a quick run through very fastly through the divisions really quickly because it would be I don't know if we have time for that. Okay, can I just say one thing if you can't deny this? If you had told me at the beginning of the season that the AFC South would have four teams at two or two, I would have said, what are you smoking? Is it fentanyl or is it crack? 
Do you see that division? Let's see who's in the division this Yeah, time. but I mean, is that enough to get ahead of ourselves? I mean, it's two and two. That's. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying. It's, it's what, not what, much. What, it, what it expected was Jacksonville to rise up and take that division home. I expected all those teams you chase around in survivor yeah. pools because they all be garbage, and we have some. Well, Houston's the surprise that they're not total CJ's garbage. I was going to say the the fact. So I'm just looking at it. The differential for points for points against Houston has plus seventeen. Everybody's sitting around either minus two or plus two. Yeah, yeah. Houston's been the. Oh yeah, and then CJ C- C- Stroud is insane. I, he's so good. Bringing yeah. Dallas, uh, yeah. Dalton Schultz as his tight end is only going to be is only going to work for him. Tank Dell, Nico Collins, those two are at wide receiver. Like this. Oh, that they have they set up good, and then they also got Will Anderson Jr. Oh, their defense, Houston's defense, yeah. is what's keeping them in the game. But yeah. so is Tennessee's. That's what's surprising me. Like these teams can play some defense. Like Tennessee, they'd be better, except their offense was really shaky at the beginning. So if you leave yeah. your defense on the field all day, eventually they're going to score on you. But I'm saying that's a scary division. That there's two good defenses that nobody's talking about: Houston and Tennessee. Jacksonville, could they be frauds? It, it's trending that way. What do you think, Skoway? We're going to get our picks right now for for, for the Sunday. Any other things? But that- I will say this about the South. I don't think any of those teams capture a wild card seed. I think you got to win this the division. division yeah. But I'm still saying I'm surprised yeah. that, that I didn't. I thought it would be a weaker division in uh, exponentially win-wise. To see all teams at 2-2 two and two, I think is one of the big yeah. surprises of yeah. the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say one more thing before we pick. And it's just two words and I want everyone to listen closely because it's going to be a factor this year and that's Detroit Lions, baby! <laughs> Detroit Lions, baby! <laughs> three words. Oh, by the way, don't forget baby. And baby, oh, yes. oh, by the way, by the way, well, if you do baby, you can make that two words. So it's like five <laughs> yeah, words almost. Five words right there. Steven two. and Zach, I know that Andrew is well aware of this, but you understand my uh, relationship with the Detroit Lions, do you? To, do you to an extent, I believe yes. I do. Yes. Yeah, okay, so just don't call me a fan, the Detroit Lions. I get irritated. Very much. You keep it on disciple level at all times. Okay? Do not call me a fan of the Detroit Lions. I will get irritated. When you say I'm a disciple and I ride and I uh, take care of the bandwagon, we're good. Because the Lions are going to do something and they're going to crush tomorrow. If you're the survivor pick, take the Lions. They, they got Caroline at home. Take, yep. We're going to do the picks right now. Okay, we're going to do the yep. picks right now, and I'm saying the Detroit Lions. Well, let's say, hold 15. on, hold on, hold on. We'll get we'll get to that because okay. we got to start with uh, the game in London, Jacksonville at Buffalo. Even though it's really a neutral site game, arguably a uh, Jaguars home game, <laughs> uh, but the Bills are favored by five and a half. Uh, but that's not going to deter me because I'm still taking the Bills. Oh, easily. They're going to crush. I think that, you know what, there's an interesting thing that I've heard about the traveling and the body clock and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes it matters, sometimes it don't. Like the Giants stayed out west. But then then Jacksonville stay in London? Yeah, they are. They're staying the whole time. So that's what they're saying. It could be a little bit of an advantage for Jacksonville in a weird way because they're over there. I'm saying it's no because then they don't have any. They're just eating fish and chips and shit. (laughs) They got no Burger King. Oh, there's Burger King King in London. Is there? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. You think it tastes the same? Yeah, it tastes probably tastes better. Probably, yeah, honestly, yeah, it probably tastes <laughs> They're better. probably putting better London stuff in. Food, yeah, we like, are in even, even, even London McDonald's apparently tastes better. I've heard, I've heard that. Yeah, I remember, Actually, I Canadian McDonald's is better than American McDonald's. I, really? I must, yeah, I wasn't impressed with McDonald's in the States. This I heard it's something about we do with the fryers. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it's a fryer because we have different regulations. Mm. I've heard okay. something along the line of the food business. I Don't quote me on it, but there's something about our 
something about our safety or qualifications in a factory. But even like the quality of the beef, I would say, yeah, tasted better too. Yeah, there's something. We have a, a higher standard for something in the factory. Our standard for yeah. beef, baby. Go Canada. <laughs> Go um, who do you like, the Bills? Uh, we'll go one team at a time. Five and a half spread. Man, honestly, uh, I just feel like it can be like it can be like a ten point lead, and then like I don't know Jacksonville gets like a garbage time touchdown. So I'll, I'll take yeah. Jags at plus five and a half. Okay. <laughs> I Zach. hope you treat your girlfriend better than that. Come on. <laughs> uh, for the game, I'll take the Bills five and a half. Uh, but for my fantasy purposes, Travis Etienne having a great week. Having a great week. Hell I yeah! Need him on my uh, starting and, on my fantasy. We all have him. <laughs> but then, yeah, but yeah, then also. The Buffalo defense having another 30-plus week. <laughs> that's I dropped the Buffalo defense against Miami because I didn't think they would <gasps> score. Right? That's, that's one of my other... Uh, I was the first you dr- that Buffalo defense is the one, like, why would you drop that? Because I thought my, for the week, because I needed other points elsewhere, so I thought, you know, sometimes your defense gets 30 or your defense gets 6. So I thought the game would be lower scoring and that uh, the, the defense would show up, but I didn't think they'd get all those interceptions and oh, all that. Cruz. It's a good thing you fired your GM. Yeah, my, oh, my, fired my, issue, my only issue fired. with what I did was, and the biggest mistake I regret, is I took the first defense in the draft. I took Buffalo over San Fran, and that was because at the time, Bosa was still... At the end of the year, Mike, at the end of the year, at the end of the year, it could be apples and oranges. We'll never know. Next case. Uh, So next, we have uh, New Orleans at New England. New England favored by just one point. I'm taking the Patriots. I think New Orleans is looking a little fraudulent this season. Uh, looking for the pa- Patriots to bounce back at home. We got two Pates guys, Pats guys here, so I know where that's going with both of <laughs> us. Yeah, I mean, th- this is a huge bounce back, like needs to be a bounce back week for the Patriots. So, uh, yeah, I'll take the I hope you guys well. don't think that you should fire Belichick, should you? Absolutely no, not. I, I don't. I'm not on Good, that I love, at all. Glad, glad you not guys think this. That's the most ridiculous talk I hear out of New England. I've been my, You don't respect the man? Shut up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Zach. Do you like Zach? Um, my only question is, Derek Carr, is he fully back? Or is he still, like, limited? For, like, limited he, to what? Throwing him in interceptions <laughs> or fumbles? <laughs> What's he limited to? Um, I, I, if he, if he's, I, I thought he was off because after the AC joint injury he got. He's starting, though, this he's week. He's starting? Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like he's starting that. I'll take, I'm, I'm taking the Saints over. Okay. I just think Chris Olave and him have too good of a connection. And Michael Thomas should have a better thing. He's starting to get more targets. But I'm yeah. putting it this way. Another defense that's underrated in the NFL is New Orleans Saints. And, and against I will New say, yeah, yeah, they were really good against so the So first of all, let's all bet the under on this game because yeah. then we'll go over. We should all too, bet yeah. the under on this game. And I'm taking the Saints, too, because I think they have just a tad more offense. Oh, I forgot Kamara's back, too. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, completely saying, forgot about that. I'm saying there's a tad more offense on New Orleans. And I hate I, – I, I still got a little because of Brady. I, at home, they should do it. But I'm thinking New England's – this is – they're in trouble, guys. Like, your we'll defense get on. I hope they're not. I hope I'm wrong. But I'm taking the yeah. Saints. Uh, New York Giants at Miami Dolphins. 12.5-point spread huh. for the Dolphins. That seems like a lot. But – <laughs> I mean, what? nothing good comes after but. I mean, the Giants <laughs> suck. Oh, oh, oh. It's Dan uh, Jones' season, baby. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins as much as that pains yeah, me. Yeah, it's, it's got to be Dolphins here, I think. Like, the Giants, yeah. even even after their terrible performance on Monday night, like, they're, they're not going to – it's not going to get better for them. I'm sorry. Give me the Dolphins and Tyreek Hill 200 yards for my fantasy team. Ooh. <laughs> Notice, notice we all oh dolphins all day. It, it, notice the fantasy thing comes up. But you know what? One thing I've been noticing this year, except for Kansas City, they keep screwing you. If you notice some of these big spreads are coming in, no problem. 
You know, and especially good team, bad team, especially at home. And then the, the home things answered, started to work. Remember last week yep. I said we took too many visitors and look what happened. They didn't win because we made picks last week. And I always just look at the matrix. doesn't matter who's playing. If I see more on the visiting side than the home, I get nervous. Because, yep. the you know, the and look what happened last week. Perfect example. Let's go on. Uh, Baltimore visiting Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh, the home dog, four and a half point spread. I'm taking the home dog. Yep. Some balls. Gonna agree on that. Pittsburgh to cover. I don't know if Pittsburgh wins this game, but I think they can keep it close at least. Yeah. And their defense needs to respond after last week against Houston, so I think they'll they'll go for a shutdown performance. Uh I'm taking Baltimore. Uh just Pat Firemouth not in the lineup for the one o'clock game, and I think that's gonna kind of just take a big hit towards that team. And then it, you look at like uh I always get it confused. It's Pickens is the wide receiver. Pickens. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just think no more, the quarterback. That court is that Pickett? Can he pick it? Yeah, yeah. A pickett. yeah. See, pickett. see, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, it's so yeah, confusing. Damn it, Pittsburgh. Yeah, draft players with different names. Um, yeah, George Pickens. I think with Fryermuth out, you get more attention on him. Najee Harris has not been good. That's the old line this year too. Yeah, Online and problems. I think it's well, it's an offensive coordinator. Or, problem, yeah, we talked about it's well documented. Um, I keep just hearing things like you look at on the side Baltimore Odell's out. Uh, Zay Flowers is just gonna. This is this kind of thing is coming out party. Andrews too has, has been playing good. I'm taking Baltimore all day because this is a chance when you got a team down, you got to kick them. Okay, so Cincinnati's in trouble and and. Um, uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh are both having issues. You got to kick them when they're down because this is the toughest division in football, and you know the rivalry is going home now. Yeah. I'm really scared. I'm still in Baltimore, but what you guys is home dog Heinz Field. Look at the numbers. Like we're 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 doing we're outlier outliers here yeah. betting on this game. But I think this is a time for Baltimore to someone's got to grab because we got the four games over. Baltimore only screwed up that one game. Yeah. Okay, and they had uh, not a lot of their offensive guys in were missing, and it was a hodgepodge. But besides that, their defense has carried them well too. So and I mean, they're they're two zero on the road so far in two zero exactly, division Exactly. Yeah. So. so I'm that's all those numbers that go with me. So I'm taking Baltimore. That's Next. what I'm saying. I might win. I, like I think Baltimore might might win that outright, but I think Steelers keep it close. Mm-hmm. Um. Carolina at Detroit. Detroit oh, favored by nine and a half at home. Den all day. Taking the Lions. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Defend the Den. Yep. Lions for sure. I'll go with the the Lions. Uh, <laughs> I think. Thank you, gentlemen. I don't have to yell at anybody or trip you when you're walking by me. Okay, anything like that. Next. Uh, Houston at Atlanta. Atlanta favored by one and a half. Oh, my God. <laughs> How? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going with Houston. Yeah. I, Atlanta, I would call them fraudulent at the beginning of the season, uh, and time has only proven me right. Yeah, Houston... I'm going Houston for sure as well. Zach. Yeah. I mean, I think CJ Stroud just gets better as the season goes on. More weapons and more I time. picked Atlanta to win the division. So guess what? <laughs> They're at home. And if they lose now, I'm gonna go down and take Arthur Plank and punch you the tires in his escalate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Okay, I'm taking Atlanta. Tennessee. No confidence. Tennessee at Indianapolis. Indianapolis, the home dogs. Tennessee's favored by two and a half. Give me the home dog again. Yeah, that's I don't know how the, the I don't know how the Colts are yeah. dogs. What's that? Was Indy at? No, they're home. Teddy at Tennessee. Tennessee's at, at and Tennessee's. Fa- I don't know how the odds makers came up with that one. 
because yeah. Tennessee's got a weird thing over Indy. If you check the books and the numbers, it's fine though. Weird... Jonathan Taylor's back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, will he be playing though? I doubt it. He's active. Okay. So like, I, I don't expect even. him to be that good, but no, I'll still take the Colts. I like their defense. Yeah. yeah oh, me too. Colts. Another yeah, game Colts. I think we should take under, you guy. Colts or, oh, or you said I'm Titans? Taking, um, yeah, yeah. No, I'm taking, okay. I'm taking Indy. Uh, now we're into the 4 o'clock slate of games. Cincinnati at Arizona. Arizona home dog. Uh, Three-point spread. You going with another home dog? No. Oh, <laughs> I thought he had it going here. I'm, I'm taking the Bengals. I, I don't like Arizona. What, just because they beat the Cowboys one game? Come on. I think their defense is okay, but I really think Cincinnati's in big trouble. Like, they had that game. When, when they won the one game, their defense looked like killers. And then last week, their defense looked like frauds. Mm -hmm. I switched. Their so they'll bounce back. They'll go, they'll go back uh, to being good. On the road? They haven't won on the road yet this year, have they? Well, why not? This is a good time to start. <laughs> this is okay. a good time to get it going. <laughs> Steve, what are you saying? Uh, it, it's tough for me. It really is. Uh, I'm, I, I, part of me wants to say Arizona for some reason, but I think I'm going to go Cincy here. Because y'all like Joe Burrow's girlfriend. That's why. That's why you're all like, picking. I don't even know his girlfriend is. I got Burrow with one of my fans. I don't even know his girlfriend is. You just got to see her. <laughs> you don't have to Hello, know her Google. name. Let's, let's got, see. You got to see her. Uh, I'm taking the Cardinals. I think, you know, last week they ran into just a phenomenal defensive team. They played a really good game against the Cowboys and then just ran into basically Joey Bosa and the dogs out there in San Fran. Nothing mm -hmm. you're going to do about exactly. that. That's what I'm saying. And you know what? I think Arizona is going to give it to him too because I think that um, I'm taking the main reason home game. Like if this was in Cincy, I would be taking Cincy. But this is one of those okay. things where I've been watching all year. We've been talking about Andrew. Sometimes you just, just take the home team or like you've been doing the home dog. So I'm going to I'm well, gonna a couple times. A, yeah. Yeah. Eagles at the Rams, another home dog, four-point spread, but I'm taking the Eagles. Yep, I'm Eagles here as well. Rams, yeah. uh, they've been surprising this year, but I, don't, I still don't think they're that good. Um, I'm going with the Eagles as well. Uh, I think the Rams are getting cut back this week. Or, yep. So, yep, I mean, back. that'll give them a little bit of a boost mm -hmm. with, like, Puka and all that, but I just – Eagles are just the Eagles. They're just playing really good football. No, they're not. They're playing mediocre football and learning how to win. Really look at Philadelphia. They haven't they, they had a big game from Brown last week and they got over it. Philly's not played their best defense, best football yet, but I still say they're going to be there. Yeah. But my surprise team this year is my boy Matt Stafford and Rams at home. I'm all day. I still got Matt Stafford loving. He's one of the top four rated quarterbacks. And my girl, um, Mina Kimes, said the best thrown footballs in this year in the <laughs> NFL were thrown by Matt Stafford. Stafford. And if Mina Kimes is saying that, then I'm listening. Hope you're doing okay, uh, Mina, out there. Baby time. Yep. Taking the Rams all day. The Kansas City Chiefs, three and a half point favorites at the Minnesota Vikings, so another home dog. But uh, I'm taking the road team once again. Love the Chiefs. Vikings looking a little fraudulent there, buddy. Yep. I'm going to have to agree. Taking the Chiefs here as well. I think the spread's a little low, too, despite it Kansas City being on the road. Yeah. No, that's Vegas conning us, I think, because this is a weird game. Vikings are ass. I'm going KC. What? Vikings are ass. I'm taking KC. Oh, well, here's what I'm saying is that uh, Minnesota is like top five offense in the league. Okay? And, and uh, KC's defense has been up and down. 
It's in the dome. Just I don't double want, cover I hate Jay Jettis and you'll be fine. I don't know that? if that's going to matter. No, but, okay. <laughs> Honestly, you're not wrong. Okay, yeah, with, with, yeah but the, with the defense going there in that way and playing in Minnesota and it being that loud is the fact that, um, and I hate the Vikings guys, and they're in my division, so if they get hit by a bus, I'm not crying. I'm just thinking that this, I'm going to take Kansas City, but with, I'm very, very, it's three and a half, right? My, uh, my, yes. my only thing about the Vikings is it's been the issue since basically the entire Kirk Cousins stead. Their O-line is non-existent. He gets hit more than any quarterback and he's, in football. But look at him now. He's still got, what, he's thrown for four 300-yard games or whatever in his time. I know he's got Justin Jefferson, yeah. but he was doing this before. I'm saying the Vikings are, they, they're, they're the, this is what they say all the time. Last year they what, what, nine one-score games? They've already lost three one-score games. What's so it? it's got to balance out, right? Who's the... the, the uh, the tackle or not the tackle the rusher for KC he like he just came back a couple weeks Jones. ago Jones Chandler Jones mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah like I think he just makes Chris Jones isn't it Chris Jones Chandler Jones is the guy that they shipped away because he's been doing bad drugs again <laughs> yep. something went on he's done some weird so we're all on the Chiefs uh, yes we do Red uh, um, New York Jets at the Denver Broncos is this a, a full blown tank bowl as a urinating tree would call it <laughs> It might be uh, yeah. Denver favored by two and a half at home. Oh, man, this is another one I, I don't like either way. <laughs> I think Denver sneaks out of this one. I Ooh. think you may be right because it's in mile high, right? Yeah, it's in Denver. That's that's another ring. I'm, 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 I'm going to go that too just because it's home. No other reason because, like, these teams shouldn't even be given the time of day. This should be the game that we've got the, the NFL Sunday ticket. They delete that game. <laughs> they delete it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like they should do something like that. Hilarious. You know what I mean? Come on. That's so bad. And that's what happens with the NFL. Think about it, guys. Sometimes they just get bad games. Look at the Monday night game. But anyways, go on. Is everyone okay. Take, okay. Monday night. Come on. I'm so sorry, Zach. I'm calling it like it is. You liking the Broncos too at home? What Hold on. Saying? Well, so yeah. So Broncos. We're all on the Broncos. No, actually, I'm. Oh, you're on, on the, the Jets, Jets for this one, and I'm on the Jets as well. Wow. I I like. I almost forgot about this, but I heard it the other day uh, from watching Sports Center about how back in training camp, uh, Sean Payton called out. Oh Nathaniel right, Hackett I forgot. I might change my bet. Oh, for one of like yeah. saying that he Thanks was one of the worst. Well, there, there's there. one problem with the Jets though. They have Zach Wilson at quarterback. See, that was they the thing. have that defense. So and it showed up a, mon- mm-hmm. a night, a Sunday night. They got maybe because they've been on the field so goddamn much. But that defense of the Jets is legit. No, sure, they're, okay. they're looking good. You know what I mean? I, you know what? I think that what you might make me say, I got to start thinking about the Jets. I would have gone home and remembered it, but <laughs> how could Sean Payton say that all about a guy? And now you're going to go into their house? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking the Jets as well. I get Zach Wilson is not that good, but after watching with him against the Chiefs the past week and what he said on the sidelines, t- like I think that was the first step in the right direction for him to try to prolong his NFL career mm-hmm. oh Say, yeah just just like you can see how much how much that lot it was only like a three-point loss but like you see how much that hurt being like it's all it's my fault okay but and first time, well, here's what, Rogers in the building too the thing about the thing about that kid is this and everybody knows that he's got NFL arm strength like he can make the throws it's 245 what, or 49 passing yards last game he, he he can throw the ball he you see some of the spots he hit finally he threw rockets but it's not how you throw the ball. It's what's between your ears. So like you're saying, maybe he's going to make the advance. I'm going to take in, uh, the Jets just because I hate Sean Payton. <laughs> That's the only reason I'm taking him, just because I hate Sean Payton. What a freaking dickhead schmuck. If he didn't have Drew Brees, maybe he wouldn't have a Super Bowl. 
So screw that schmuck. You were God for what? You know what I mean? Okay, okay. That's that's enough. I'm not moving even on done. to the, moving on to the Sunday. Say more. Moving on to the <laughs> Sunday night game. We have Dallas visiting San Francisco. San Francisco favored by three and a half points. San Francisco's been my Super Bowl pick all year. I'm sticking with them. Give me the give me the Niners. Yep, I'm going Niners here as well. Three and a half. Yeah, I think their defense is better. Christian McCaffrey is just a dog on that team. I'm taking the 49ers. First of all, I hope a dog poops on Jerry Jones's shoe as he's coming into the arena. I hope that Dax Prescott's girlfriend gives him a hard time a night before the game. I hope that they all forget their catching gloves so everybody drops the balls. Because if you can say that I'm pretty well sick of a team that we got to get stuffed down to our throat every goddamn week, and what do they do? They haven't won nothing. They've done nothing, and they're fraudulent. You know, they got one, the first good game, they, they got their ass kicked by who, Arizona? I expect San Francisco to make a statement where they want to crush them at home. Like they, You know what I mean? These are one of those football statement weeks, and they knocked them out of the playoffs for the last two years. So you know Dallas is coming to play. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. But I think in Levi Stadium, Sunday night when the lights are bright, and that defense coming up there, Cowboys go home. I'm not going to call them the Cowboys. I'm going to call them the Rams, like the U's. You know what you call them? Like a U, they'll be the Dallas U's when they leave that place that night. You know what I'm saying? So, obviously, I'm taking San Francisco. Okay. Uh, and that finally takes us to the Monday night game. Green Bay Packers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders favored by two and a half at home. Uh, I'm taking the road dog. Give me the Packers. This is, good. this is going to be like a home game for Green Bay, knowing what we know about Vegas. You're taking Green Bay? Yeah, I'm taking Green Bay. Wow. Yeah, I think I'll agree on that. I think I'll take Green Bay as well. We know who you're taking. Go you know Pack, go yeah, baby, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. We got Jiry back. He's going to cover the Vontae. They've already quoted about it. They've already gone back and forth on social media about it. Jiry getting back. We haven't had half of our defense all year long, and we're starting to get healthier. Joe Barry still thinks he need, I, he needs to be fired into the sun because he's the reason we keep losing. But, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> and the dish ran away with the spoon, right? Is that what's <laughs> happening? I think that it's unfortunate, but I think that the NFC North is going to – the only shining light in that division is going to be uh, my beloved Detroit Lions, even <laughs> though Justin Fields showed something. That Justin Fields is ass. Well, okay, that was a one-off. <laughs> but I'm saying like that to be a uh, Green Bay. If they win, like, you know, it's a horrible game, guys. I don't care what you say. This is Green Bay against Vegas. On a Monday night, they got to do something. Both teams have been shit. Both, you know what? The loser of their season's all over. No chance yeah. for you. Either the loser of this game, like, write your season off. Go for the pick. You, if you win this game, you have a chance to turn it around because this is the second quadrant. But what the records will be now? 0-5, oh, 1-4, whatever. You don't win on those records, so they got to have a win here. You can come back from 2-1, and whatever, but you can't come back if you lose like that. Now. Green, Bay, Green Bay is 2-2. Two two. Okay, I'll say it'll be 2-3, and three, yeah. and they yeah. may be able to come back, but Vegas has to win. Mm-hmm. Absolutely must win for Vegas. I'm taking that, which is simple. That doesn't mean they're going to win, though. No, but I'll, I'll give them the benefit of a doubt. You know, because is it because of our location by chance? I'm not saying nothing. Okay. Okay. But good. God bless the house that happens and Chewy's Bar and Grill and the Raider Familia. You guys, Familia, are be dis- whatever it is, they'll be disappointed all year. Well, you said it, not me. Um, that's just about uh, going to wrap up our show today. But uh, before we get off the air, we're obviously we got our hockey show. You're going to yes. hear that uh, tomorrow. It's going to be up on Sunday. But uh, we lost a few big names in sports this past week that uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention them. Dick, Dick Buttkiss, uh, Tim Wakefield, and Russ Francis all taken from us just a little too soon. 
I think the uh, the biggest name amongst them all is, of course, Mr. Dick Butkus because of his career in entertainment and football, and he is a top 100 player of all time. Okay, so I, I God bless Dick Butkus. Amazing football. I, say, I start with Lawrence Taylor and then Dick Butkus in the history of linebackers. The guy was an animal. Have you seen some of his hits from back in the day? They're all 15 yards roughing the passer shit. <laughs> okay, just, just to let you know, but God bless... Um, um, Dick Butkus, I think that Tim Wakefield will always remember, guys. Do you remember that game against the Red Sox and the Yankees? It was a year before the, Yan the Boston finally won the World Series. I'll never forget it as long as I live. And God bless Tim Wakefield because we should talk about him as the man, what he did in the community and this. But, guys, this is where analytics got fucked. The game's going into extra innings, and they bring Tim Wakefield out as the reliever. You heard the story, right? Yeah. He's a knuckleball pitcher. The guys, Yankees, have been looking at guys that were throwing a hun all game. If you go back and look, Jeter runs up. Who hit the home run, Boone? Yeah, it was Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone. Runs him up into the ear, and I swear he says, hit the first one. We've been looking at fastballs all night. Sit on that knuckleball, and what was it? First pitch knuckleball. Into the stands, Boom. game over. And I remember poor Yankees Tim. Yankees the World Series. Yeah, and Wakefield's on his knees. There, but he got to stick around for the two championship series. Yep. He's a truly died well before his age. What he's done in the community, what he's, he's done as a broadcaster. God bless Tim yeah. Wakefield. And I actually didn't know how he passed. I learned it from our yeah. our manager Brian uh, when I was doing Humber stuff, and it was, brain, was a Red Sox fan. Yeah, brain. I think it was, it was the brain, same as brain cancer Downey. at fifty three, and I was that, like, that's, that's just you know, obviously, like you don't want to see anybody pass away. Yeah. Like all three names here. It's tough, but like seeing like Tim Wakefield at fifty three to parent cancer, it's like oh man, he was he was a very good like very good broadcaster. Oh, excellent very broadcaster. Good, very good like an like an, uh color color well, guy yeah. just to like, give a different analysis community. to the game and fa yeah like you said fantastic community guy. Like they don't always advertise that, and those guys don't want it advertised. Yeah, but uh, what they have done is amazing. And the last guy we got to talk about is I don't know if you guys knew who Russ Francis is, but he's a legend in New England. Legend in New England. I, he's not in the Hall of Fame, but he's he's on the borderline. Mm -hmm. What happens? He actually retired, and uh, Bill Walsh from San Francisco went to his house and said, "Man, you got more gas in the tank." And he went on to win a Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, the first one in '82, yes. I believe. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because that's he was playing when I was in high school, and um, unfortunately died in a plane crash. Gone well before his time. God bless him and his family. Anytime we live. Uh, lose people in these sad ways we got to give them at least a uh, a moment of pause because we don't not everyone lives forever and it's tragic when we lose them before their time yeah and uh we also we didn't really mention it's canadian thanksgiving weekend either so uh, Ooh, yes. happy thanksgiving uh, happy turkey day you know cherish your loved ones uh enjoy if, uh you know try and not have those family fights at the table. I don't know. Oh, we're good at our house. I'm just going to say one thing that I've never done, and I'm going to do it now because I don't think about doing it, but we've got a food bank issue, guys, so I think I'm going to take a couple cans and throw it in there because my freezer's pretty full, and as you're seeing today, we've got economic problems in the community where people are going to the food bank way more than they used to. Yeah, and that's... Uh just sad. No no two ways about it. But we'll get over it. We're going to have a positive weekend. We're going to say defend the den. I want to thank very much um, Stephen Milani and Zach Benoit. Did I say it in the French way? Yeah, you remembered it. That's fine. Yeah, I'm going to do that <laughs> because uh, I think that's all we got to say. Anything that you got to say there, Andrew, before we go? 
No, that's just about it. Uh, thank you for listening to the House That Happens. Hey, you know what? I mentioned uh, at the end of the show, like you'll hear my voice saying where you can listen and follow us and all that. Shoot us an email. Ask us a question if you guys want. We'll answer it on the show. Because you know what we do at the House That Happens? We keep, keep the, the vibe, vibe alive. You can find the House That Happens on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podchaser, Boomplay, YouTube, and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at The House That Happens, and follow us on Twitter at House Happens. You can also shoot us an email at thehousethathappens at gmail.com.